Sorry, lads, that's all I had, to be honest. Uh, I was uh, going to go into a little <laughs> Ian McKellen monologue then. Um, but I don't actually want to spoil too much. Because they're like, you crazy fudge, it's only us again, isn't it? It's us three. Oh, I bet you've missed us, haven't you? I bet you've been eagerly waiting for your, you know, your podcast service provider. And, oh, I can't wait till those EDAG boys release another app. Oh, I'm going to listen to all of it. Oh. It's so tragic. It's like he thinks that like it's a shop that people go yeah. to to get a CD. It's just well, like, are they I release like something. To... Listen, we were talking about we were. world building just a moment ago. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay, I'm giving people a sense. You know, people say that the introduction of your podcast is like mm. your shop window. Okay, okay, you got to display your best stuff at the front. So all I'm doing is getting people hyped up for the best stuff. It only goes downhill from here. Okay? Just to be clear, though, you just said the word wizard and then was like, that's yeah. enough, probably. Well, that that is enough to get people, <clears throat> you know. <clears throat> you, know? Think you didn't even say a wizard. You just said wizard. Yeah, that's, that's all he says. You that's were he actually, says, you were just about to do the, the Ian McKellen bit on extras, weren't you? That's what you were going to do. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. There we go. You were, you were about to do that and then you thought, you know what? I, I don't know if I can remember it all and and I probably shouldn't do it. Well, you've just ruined my whole intro there. Why? You didn't do because it. Because people, they wouldn't have known. I thought, this is still the intro now. This is it, is it? Yeah. Introduce this is our shop, our shop window, is it? Our shop window. This is our wares. People may come in, browse. He's working again, isn't he? There's more to the world than rugs prior. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Thanks, for mate. another inst No, not you. People <laughs> are listening. You said everyone. F for another instalment. It's not inclusive. Of eight Days of Geek. Oh. <sighs> I mean, it doesn't get much better. Oh. He's back. Doesn't oh. <laughs> he's back. Oh, God, he's still going. Jesus. It doesn't get much better than a. F than a film that Chris famously dislikes. Yeah. Uh, that Jenks famously dislikes. Yeah. Uh, and that I famously quite like. So, <laughs> I mean, when you've got that we are. to work with, you know you're in for a treat. Oh, There's yeah. going to be some heat. Some There's sparks, some is there? heat in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. don't get He's burnt. Right the heat. <laughs> you got it, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. Bless you. I am, and have always been, Ben Pryor, and I'm joined here with... AJ Jenks. And who can forget? Christopher of the Weeks. And there's your intro, lads. I'm holding a... You like I'm it? holding a shard of glass right now. You're yeah. joking. Shards You're tempted, are you? I could just okay, do this. Right, could just stick this in my eye. Ah. Oh. Do you know what's really bad about that is I've got a... Um, a sort of really bad itch in my eye and a sort of like a pain and it's been there for about an hour now and then you saying that is to kind of like putting me on edge. Have this, mate. Why have you got that, Brian? Oh, Jesus, look at that. That is sharp. Too, too much. <laughs> it's, also, it's very clean as well because I can see the desktop. That's, like, how, that's how I keep my glass. Let's see if you can see yourself. <laughs> in, in, no, you can, there's the apps. Ooh, right. yeah, oh, I can, there's see, the the app. I can see the folders. 
Oh yeah, is that the buttons? Okay. Yeah, that. Nice. Uh, that, oh, no, it's I'm not yeah, that, that, this okay, isn't good for the audience. Okay, Come on, okay. let's move on. Yeah, I might have seen something. I'm not sure. I can't, couldn't, uh, couldn't swear to it. <laughs> if anyone wants to know what they were looking at, uh, Jenks just dropped his trousers. So that's Chris's re- response to that. <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> god! Uh, Leave meeting. If you've just joined us, that's because one of us has just lost all of our. Uh, what do you mean Lost if you just audio. joined us? It's the beginning of the podcast. Let's begin this podcast. We're talking about... Of they've just joined us. The Hobbit! Desolation of Smog! Is the theme smoke Smaug, smoke smoke Oh, don't do that, sir. <laughs> don't do that. What do we all say? Smaug or Smog? Smaug. Smaug. Smog. <laughs> That's how they say it in the West Country. Yeah. Bloody hell. I'll tell you what. So this... I'll, I'll tell you what. There's a sound like that. Silly me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, this came out on the 13th of December, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And long what? <laughs> oh. that's, that's mental. What, a long time? Yeah, that's a long time ago, isn't it? But... Uh, that's not that long. Here's, here's another little factoid for you. Uh, factoid. Factoid. That used to be on BBC Didn't Radio Toy back in the day. Radio Toy. Radio Toy. Um, this actually came out a day before in New Zealand. My God. <laughs> Classic Peter Write Jackson that one down there. and tell your mothers. Very New Zealand-centric, this yeah, film. I like that. But well, the company, anyway. Hey, boys, 20 years, or very nearly, uh, the 20-year anniversary of the Fellowship of the Ring. It's very close now, isn't it? 20 years. Mm. Wow! Well, still the best behind. films of all kinds. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to. <laughs> Very good. We'll have you to tickled do, me with that. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> we'll have to do a a, a, a special podcast. Uh, oh yeah. God! Yeah, for God's sake, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can't take any more of this nonsense. <laughs> I tell you what, we should do a little. Um, oh, don't you get any ideas? No, no, no. I think oh, we. Oh, should, oh, let's do the Marvel response to it. Oh, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Because we've done the films already, we I have think done them. We should do a pod about some of the uh, deleted scenes and and and, uh, and extra bits that some people might not have seen, like some of the intricacies of the of the films, maybe. Well, nope. the original trilogy, yeah, yeah. Of Star Wars. Okay, no, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings, fine. Uh, yeah, I'm game for such a thing. I'll talk about anything. Everything. I mean, I finished I'm, my book. Yeah. I've already said that. I'd just, I'd just like the, to uh, do the whole thing. The maybe, maybe we can add those extra bits to that uh, celebration podcast. Listen, I just don't know if we can do the same film again as we did. No, but no, we'll, 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 do we'll, one, we'll do exactly as we did on the trilogy, the entire trilogy, a pod on yeah. the entire as trilogy. a celebration. Yeah. it's the twentieth anniversary. Show some <laughs> respect. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's worth it. He'll only swear well, about one thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's I'll crazy. allow it. Actually, two things. He only swears about two things. That's hot burning oil hitting the floor on Christmas. <laughs> and Lord I'll of the Rings. What. He's got a good memory, that young man. I always remember. I always remember. Right, remember, then. Remember, remember. Desolation the 10th of... 10th of November. Desolation of Smaug, eh? Do we all... Uh, uh, smog, smog. Do we all go to the uh, to the cinema to see this uh, blockbuster? Yes, obviously. Picture? Of course we did. Uh, do you remember it? Going to see yeah. it? No, the film. <laughs> uh, yes, I, going to see it. Yeah, I do. I do. Mm. I remember, you know, being um, a little apprehensive. But I think, I mean, it sounds like he's got like a little baby dragon. It's like Game of Thrones when they've got the baby dragon. And 
They're just there going. <laughs> it's like a cat in it purring away. Brilliant. I was trying to keep it like fantasy with it, but no, it's no, great. No, no, it's like a cat prior. Well yeah. done. Congratulations yeah. on your contribution. He sticks to what he knows. It, that's I'm all he can do. <laughs> what he's seen with his he eyes. He didn't follow up with the second line, though. Purring away. What do you think about that, eh? Purring away, Ernie. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to cut that out. Wait, cut that out. <laughs> Absolutely. Racist. No, come on. Come on. Um, right, so... Sure Chris, a bit of respect. Chris, you remember going to... Um, get, did you take a lady? Because that was your... Uh, now that I don't remember. No, no, that I don't remember. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't think so. It's not really like a, it's not that sort of film, is it? Prior, did you go well, did to? I? Uh, Maybe I did I did you go it. to the cinema with your dad or your brother? You sad. F- <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put a marker in because I didn't actually hear what you said. I just assumed. You know what? I don't actually know if I did. I think I might have gone with a mate. <gasps> That is yeah. treacherous, you snake. Yeah. But then I think the thing is, is my brother and my dad hadn't watched um, An Unexpected Journey. Oh. So I think that who was did, the reason. Who did you go with for that then? I don't remember. Or maybe they, maybe Hang they on. Go, I don't know. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. <laughs> right, shout down to him. Come on. It, find out. Yeah. It, excuse. Did did. Hang on. It's just a, say skews and not excuse me. Such a weird I was going to say, such a weird I was going to say, excuse, <laughs> gonna say excuse me, right? But I, then I realised I don't ever say excuse me when I'm trying to so you call right, upon you, you a family member. And, then just and kinda, so I went excuse and I was like, this is, feels wrong. So that three, se- that three seconds after you said excuse was you thinking those thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the same time, imagine if he waited three seconds and then said me, we'd have been like, yeah. what is. <laughs> I mean, already it was weird, but slow mo, so weird, so <laughs> weird. I went, uh, I went to this film. Oh, we didn't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, there was a group of us that went to watch this. There was about oh, here we go. Four or five of us that went to watch this. The and Birmingham I, Massive. Uh, no, this was in, no, this Cornwall, was in Cornwall. Yeah, is it? Oh god! I Jesus specifically Christ. remember as well. I had to move to the back of the cinema because Hello? the CGI was so. Do you know what I mean? It's so shiny and bright, it was hurting yeah, my eyes. Yeah, 48 FPS as well. Yeah, ridiculous. Ooh, not right. Not oh, right. yeah, this was the first trilogy to be filmed in a higher frame per second, wasn't yeah, it? The whole it, trilogy it was, was in... Yeah, I mean, there have been experiments, but this was like the first blockbuster. It was way it was too Jackson's glossy. thing. Oh, it was like a dreadful mistake. What was he up to? <laughs> Bizarre <laughs> yeah. choice to make. And yet he stands by it now and he says, as you know, I've just finished my book. And he nice. says that um, had he had the option, he would have done the Lord of the Rings like this and with CGI sets. Oh, God. I tell you, I could go off him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Imagine. We, I mean, we wouldn't have started this podcast. No, no, we actually wouldn't because we wouldn't have found love. I might have thrown myself off a bridge. Oh, come on, mate. Look. I love that trilogy, as you know. This is such a, a high. <laughs> the Jenks out of interest. So Whereabouts in so much what, going on in this podcast right now? There's, yeah, there's so many high levels of just. I just want to bring us. I want to bring us back down to earth. Where in where in Cornwall did you live? I'm just trying to vi- visualize um, it. During Jenks, don't don't tell him. During don't this no, him. No, no, during this yeah, moment, on. I was in a, I was in a place called Lana. Lana, how do you spell that? L a double n e r. Oh wow, yeah, village in England. Yeah. I was I lived in Lana and then I went to watch this uh, in Truro. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So I know Truro, of course. I, yeah, yeah, I went to many times. Went to go and watch this Have in you? Truro, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Truro. It's a long way from Lana. 
How'd you get there? A long way from there. It's about 20 minutes. They, they hadn't invented like cars a... then, so how'd you get there? <laughs> I'd smoke driving. It was, was just a little boy. That's actually 21 minutes, Jenks. Oh, so... shut Oh, I'm amazed that I actually I was that close. On the A390, if you're interested. No, Lana. no one is. Lovely. No. Also, I'm just, you know, I'm just, and one, the, the uh, little town next to it is called Red Ruth. Yeah, I used to live in Red Ruth. That was my school, Red Ruth School. Um, if anyone's Hold listening on. from that school, hello. Did you live in Lana or Red Ruth? I lived okay. in Lana and went to school in Red Ruth. It's just no, down the road, Pryor. Right? Leave village. them alone. It's confusing. It's really confusing. No, it's not. <sighs> This has nothing to do with The Hobbit. But it's I'm probably more interesting you. than this film. So, <laughs> let us get that cat to shut up. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Get out. <laughs> Bloody. I'd, I'd so, actually be intrigued. Can you hear that back in, in playback in the podcast? I don't know, mate. I'm not listening for that, am I? I'm trying to get <laughs> oh. rid of that as much as I can. Right. So, Desolation. You probably can. It's incredibly loud. Desolation of smell, okay? <sighs> Let's get this going and let's get rocking and rolling. Um, Please. I don't know if we want to do what we did on the last pod, that little interesting, that still isn't out, Chris. We'll do the first, the first part. So, that, that, that podcast still isn't out. But... No, that one is yes. out. Is it? It's the Rise of Skywalker that's now. Oh. Yeah. It's doing incredibly well. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, wait, why haven't we released Rise of Skywalker yeah. yet? Oh, because I've just been... Snowed under. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I made that a poster weeks ago. Uh, uh, I mean, to be fair, I think this is the first time ever that you've made the poster so no, far ahead of the podcast. The reason why he hasn't no, bloody no, released it is because of that poster. Jesus. To be fair, you do need... Oh, yeah, I've done that as well. Held it hostage. No. Make another poster. It's bloody awful. I'm not awful. changing it. I'm not <laughs> changing it. I'm sticking by my guns. It's dreadful. And people do people say sticking by my guns? Is that an expression? Absolutely. I'm What's the other? Expression? I thought he said I'm stick sticky. to my guns. I thought he said I'm sticky sticky buns. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sticky sticky buns. That's it. <laughs> Say what you will. I'm sticky sticky buns. All right. Hey lads, I had another good idea. Oh, I really want to kick See, this off. Hang on. Hang on. When no, was no, no. Your, when was your first good idea to have another just, one? Here's another good idea. We're recording this on Zoom as well for the folks at home that don't know how we do things. I was thinking we could use this <laughs> video and upload it as a YouTube short, like little little highlights. It's not going to be any you know. bloody short at the moment, is it? Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, no, no. Just like take clips, like 15, 30 second clips that are decent bits and then put them on YouTube as shorts. I'm not, I'm not we're not uploading a 30 second, what is the point of a 30 second do clip you know? on YouTube? Right. Do you, have like, you heard tic- of YouTube shorts? TikTok, <laughs> yes. Like, Insta, oh, yes. talk to me about that. This is this is Jenks being a boomer. Okay, YouTube Shorts are absolutely again. flying at the moment. People upload 15, 30 second videos. Hey, you, you don't have to shorts, tell me the length. And <laughs> tell me the length. You get loads of views. It's great. All right then. Are you doing I, it? I'll send this to you, and then. Oh, I'm not doing it. You, I just you gave a suggestion. This is this oh. is to all the people watching us on YouTube right now. Ben has said that if we do this, we're going to get tons of views. So I'm going to look down there on the left right now and see if there's loads of views. Oh, let me have a look. Oh, that's right. It's <laughs> all. Oh, God. Markers everywhere. There you go. Just trying to, you know, grow the pod a bit. but oh, There's no need. It's, it's big enough. It's too big, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. I was trying to give it a bit more girth, you know. Oh. Goodness Unbelievable. Me. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> right, okay. Baby Yoda, don't worry about him. So Gandalf and Thorin Oh, I've got one more really <laughs> good. Thorin Oakenshield. Welcome to Bree. Say what you want to say. Come on, Bri. No, I have nothing. No, you, say what you just nothing. stop, mate. You stop, mate. So say what you want to say. Um, Make some of <laughs> Just want to thank everyone for coming Jesus. today. Ugh. Price uh, disgusting. So Thorin and Gandalf Oakenshield. <laughs> right. Okay. Recently we wed. <laughs> so Gandalf and Thorin Oakenshield meet at the prancing pony, and this the is of the prancing pony. And this is where Gandalf con- convinces. <laughs> What were you going to say? Start. No. Convinces. My, my mouth just stopped working. Convinces. Convinces, convinces uh, Thorin to take back Erebor and the Lonely Mountains. Do, do you remember this little scene? Nice little throwback to the old prancing Bene. To be fair, yeah. I quite like this scene. This, this is where um, Gandalf had absolutely lied and made up a rumour that um, Thrain had been seen around Bree. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why Thorin's there. And then Gandalf turns up and he's like, nah, mate, nah, mate. You're, yeah, you're sorry about that. Your long lost father isn't actually here. What I'm actually here to tell you is uh, you should take back that mountain with a big dragon. Yeah. I mean, Gandalf knows exactly where Thrain is. Or wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you... No, he doesn't know at this point. Does he not? No, not at this point. No, it's no, the start no, no. of the film. Oh, I thought but that was a flashback when he went um, to no, Dol Guldur. No, it's when he goes to Dol Guldur and he meets all... He meets a is that the same time that he's captured <laughs> yes, by the necromancer? Yes, <gasps> okay, right. It's all Apologies. Kicking, it's all kicking As up. we jumped into that clip, I was like, oh, it's a... It's a um, what spoiler alert. What do you think of uh, Gandalf telling a few porky pies over here? Oh, it's the same as ever, isn't it? He's shocking, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Unbelievable. Leading on, uh, leading on Thorin. About his, uh, <sighs> he's got a real thing. He's got a real thing for luring hobbits into weird adventures. It's, it's a dwarf. What he likes to He's do. not a hobbit, it's, is he? What's dwarf. the matter with you? He's a dwarf. Sorry, just small, uh, smaller folk, I'll oh, say. Unbelievable. No, that's fine. You can say that. Yeah, but you're just lumping them in together. They're completely different people with different ideals. And actually, I know, d- dwarves just... are slightly taller than hobbits. I, I, yeah. How much taller? I think it's about, isn't it about a foot? Like hobbits are three foot something and dwarves are four foot something. It's something like that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When you but see, it's strange uh, because you see Martin Freeman as it is, yeah. uh, next to Richard Armitage and there's not too much height difference there. I, I, that's just what... I've watched the Lord of the Rings appendices and that's what they say. So. The appendixes? Yeah, uh, just the appendices. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do we like this film, this scene? <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up. We've had enough. Do you like this scene? I like this scene. I'm a fan. I like the prancing pony. I like the vibe. I enjoy Richard Armitage so you on the whole. You don't think this is fan service? Would you say this is oh, fan service? You and your bloody fan service. <laughs> I, I, if anything appears at any point that's previously been in anything, it's fan service. It's unbelievable. No, 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 it's nice. Is it fan service? No, it's not fan service. What's the matter with you? For one thing, they're making these films back to back, so they haven't got a chance to put in an extra scene. I mean, mate, on the last film, I thought all of oh, those Hobbit bro, scenes and stuff, I thought, we didn't need this. It's called The Hobbit. What are we you talking about? We aren't taking this Someone off. knew. And someone right. bloody knew. Oh, he's taken off his glove. I've t- it's off, it's off. There we go. Now you're going to get all my puss. I am. Um, I'm back in weeks here. <laughs> 
He's he's completely right. Yeah, bloody About right. What? All right, okay. It's yeah, absolutely. I don't not know, but whatever service. it is, he, he's right. I am right. Okay, it's absolutely sweet. not fan service. This is a great scene that deserved to be there, that had a place to be there, and what better place than the prancing pony to me in Brie? It's a neutral place. Great. Oh, the prancing pony in Brie. Okay, yeah, fine. Are you taking the? It's a chain. Back in the U.S. You know the oh, prancing ponies in a chain. now. He, d- he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. Gastropubs. He didn't know which one you were talking about. It's yeah. been taken over. <laughs> uh, the one in Brie or the one in Archer or it's fine, whatever. So then, twelve months later, Thorin and his company are being pursued by Azog and his orc Pss- party, following the events of the previous Wee- film. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Azog, mate, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> they're over there. Azog, you got the stuff, yeah? Gandalf, they're over there partying. God, oh, damn. Mate, we're gonna kick this into high gear, you know. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, so we're starting off. Uh, where we left from uh, the last bit of the film. Well, on top of that big ridge. On top of that big ridge. They're, uh, they're trying to run away from uh, all, of these, all of these orcs. Uh, and Azog. And it's, it's kicking off. And uh, they are ushered along by Gandalf. Uh, usher, usher. And uh, then we, we see uh, on, on the top of a hill a big uh, werewolf. Mm. No, not, not, Professor! Not, not quite a werewolf. It's actually a werebear. A werebear. Um, bear, where? Chris, you've uh, you've read The Hobbit, haven't you? Yeah, go on, mate. Carry um, on. Prior, you have you read The Hobbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads, mate. Tons. Okay. He's not read it, has he? He's not read it. Um. So, what did you think of <laughs> Bjorn? Bjorn. I thought it was all right, you know. I missed him. I thought he should have gone back to Abba. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. He just won all those Wimbledons and then... <laughs> so forget it. Forget it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a tricky one. It wasn't the, the Bjorn that I had in my head, but it's it like it's it's one of I'll these tell things you, mate, that... you need to go to hospital for that stuff. <laughs> you got to stop thinking. Shut up in there! It's in my head. Uh, but I... Uh, yeah, I, 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 was, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised, I think, by Bjorn. And I was, I was um, happy enough to accept him as an alternative. Well, so, so obviously he's a skin changer. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and he's a very ancient. She's a changeling from <laughs> from, a, from a very ancient uh, race, mm. and uh, the dwarves. Ah, <laughs> oh. see, I've noticed something here as well. Bless you. Um, where Chris says Bjorn, and then a lot of people say Bayon, and uh, I would like to pick Chris up because it is actually Bayon. Pick him up. And not- I'm gonna murder him. That's two. <laughs> there's a, right. there's there a lot of. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, and yet I read The Hobbit long before I heard anyone say the word, and so it's ingrained in my ah, mind. And that's, okay? that's fair enough. Right? I'm not that's having a game at that. I know. No, no, no. I'm just. He's really getting clear. to me today. Listen, I don't think anyone should this. be picked up on pronunciation of anything. Yeah, good here. for you, mate. Okay, well then, so I had, I had sin so a million times from that's weeks. That's ridiculous. And, uh, scene. Say scene, mate. Thomas. Sorry, we're trying to scene. And Thomas, and your client. That's three. Yeah. My client, yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, I yes, no. I I will admit that you are absolutely right. Apologies. I'm probably going to do it again. I'm, hey, mate, that's fine. fine. Don't apologize. No, 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 no. I want to because I read this when I was very young. Obviously, How young. Very young. Too young, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I've I've never really recovered. That's a different story. I've never recovered. <laughs> but weeks, Christ. did you read it in the cinema? It's humorous. 
totally tickled me with that one. <laughs> really? Oh, no. He got me. Um, Read it in the simple. Oh, what, what do you think of his house and and uh, and the Beautiful. scene? The scene where they're running up to his house in the Beautiful. middle of this big field out of out of the forest and stuff. I, this I is a bit like of this. a. I, I did like this because it's like quite true to the books. You're about to say book. something, though. What are you about to well, say? Well, I, I was worried about this scene as it was approaching because I was like, are they going to do the whole like, oh, then we've got this one coming in, then we've got this one, and then like it takes about five minutes, and they did. Okay. So the pace was like stop dead. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, is this why we've split it into three films so that we can have these sorts of scenes which are very uncinematic? You know what I mean? It's- and yet, I liked it because it was in the book. Riddle me that. It's quite weird, isn't it, that 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 this trilogy actually uses stuff from the books, but the book, yeah. the book. It's quite interesting. But I. But when the original skipped over so much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Pride, did mm-hmm. you like this scene? Did you have a bit of fun with it? Did you? I really loved it. Everything about it yes! was so colourful. This scene, and it's God, yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me more. It's almost the exact opposite. Of what of you expect, yeah. Bayon to live in, you kind of see someone like Bayon, <laughs> and you think hole. he is going to live in a cave or something, and it's <sighs> just going to be rock Abuse. and rock. it's going to be one of them rocky caves. That's what rocky I'll... cave. <laughs> but he lives in a beautiful little tranquil cottage. It is. It's, it's lovely, isn't it? Charming. Yeah. Everything's very, very large, of course, because he is a large man. Oh, yeah. Even, of course, the the wonderful little insects that we see, um, which are just gigantic. I'm not sure how that works. You know, the ecosystem seems to have don't worry about enlarged. that. All right, okay, but fine. If if you're Great. if you're kicking off about that, then there's a dragon in this, mate. Oh no, there's a dragon. He is a place. He is a place. There's a lot of plunder there for him. There's a place on. at your table. Oh yeah. yeah, him, Presley, uh, the Fiora. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Elvis Presley. I'd take um, who else would I have? I'm what I love table. is that Smaug and Elvis are like on the tip of your tongue, and yeah. Yeah, anyone yeah. else is like, "Well, I'm really have to think about this." A <laughs> uh, Lennon. I take Lennon, oh, not Lenin, but Lennon. Oh. <laughs> what about Lennon? Not Lennon. Wouldn't have him there. Um, oh, shame. And oh, Nelson Mandela. They're they're the people that I'd have. Yeah. What's that face, Jinx? Right. It just seems that's fan service, isn't it? Yeah, that's a bit of fan oh, service yeah. there. A bit of fan service. Bring it up. Oh, hang on, lads. He just did a fart, everyone. Uh, well, we're, we're doing a film, aren't we? We're not watching a film. Is that uh, is that Tesco owned? Is it? That's Tesco salted mate. You had that? Yes. You always try to feed it me, and I hate it. You do not hate it. I do. You used to used to try and feed me the the sweet and salted, and I'd be like, no, no, I didn't. I never had the sweet and salted. You, you bloody idiot! Such a stupid. Man. I like the salted. They love sweet. this down in Lana. I'll, if you want to fit like it down the there, salted. they have this. Money penny. I love the salted. Give me the salted. I'd like a little poll, please, from the audience. Uh, sweet or salted popcorn? Let's get I it mean, going. For me, it's sweet. Salted. So, uh, so when they get and they all they all go to sleep in uh, Bjorn's house. Yeah, uh, just if we're gonna say it, Bayon, okay. Okay. If we're gonna this. say it, say scene. <laughs> How about that, mate? Listen. Like the actual language oh, dictates. How about that? I learned I learned that word when I was I very learned, young. I learned. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right, how are we doing then? Are we good? Yeah, we're good, good, mate. How are you? Sweet, sweet. So uh uh while this is all going on, 
Uh, that night, Azog is summoned to Dolgodor by the Necromancer, who commands him to marshal his forces to war. Azog then delegates the hunt for Thorin to his son, Bolg. <laughs> oh, who calls so their child Bolg? No. I hate so Bolg the as reason well. That he's, he's, oh, what a pointless... Oh, what? He is pointless, but... The reason they Bold didn't attack well. them that night, of course, is because... They're having a party! said, they're protected by the beast. <laughs> and uh, that's that's what they thought, of course, so that's why they had to go back. Look, Bayon they... is a very powerful character. Yeah. Absolutely. Very powerful. I mean, would you mess with him? What, me personally? Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm just a normal guy. Yeah. No, I mean, if you were if you were Azog the Defiler and you were hunting down these dwarves, he's only got would... one arm. No, 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 no. You're Azog the Defiler, though. You know, you're so, infamous yeah, yeah. for being a fantastic warrior. He doesn't seem to be like. I mean, he's fine, you know, but he's he's not like supernaturally fine. He's just a just a big old orc, isn't he? It's true. You know, I mean, what are we? He did kill the dwarven king, though. The king. Oh, we've of all Erebor. we've all done that. All right, fair enough. Dwarves are like not, you know. I mean, they don't say it. What was no, he going right, to say? No. What what, what, what would he say that would insult you? No, oh, leave me to my popcorn. He, he knows that I love dwarves. He knows. He that does love. Are they your favourite race from uh, Lord of the Rings? Are they? Absolutely. Are they actually I, in Lord the, Lord of the Rings Online? I play a dwarf. I love them. I love dwarves. They're great. Why do you love oh, them so okay. much, bro? They are. I, I I like their the way that they're completely unified by the sense of family and the sense of uh, being one, a, a unit. Whereas everyone else is kind of not as much in. You know. You know what I mean. They're kind of like they're one big family, and they're stocky and they're great and they're just brilliant. All prize life, he's wanted to be stocky. Uh, I've and, never been stocky. Unified. He's never been stocky and unified. Yeah, tell you, Jenks, what's your favourite? Your brother's got some your... stock on him, though, hasn't he? Oh, I tell you what, he's, he's taking all the stock. He's oh. perfect dwarf material. He is. Oh, he is he's just perfect. perfect. Do you know what, mate? Just leave it. He's perfect. Leave he it that. Perfect. I, he's a beauty. I would make a perfect hobbit. Well, you would. Um, or an elf. An elf. I, I don't know about elf. El- elves are my favourite. I'm gonna have to be honest with you. You're, yeah, you're quite elvish. But not wood elves. Um, not wood elves. No, God, no. They're so annoying. Just waste of time. Oh, oh, God, yeah. I'm t- I was just thinking of um, extras Warwick Davies playing the wood elf. <laughs> <laughs> My flute. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm always going to be... Like, elves at, um, at Rivendell and stuff like that. Those kind nice. of elves, you know, they're... This. Don't say it, Weeks. No, no, look, anyone can say whatever they want, however they want. What was he Good. about to say Leave about it. My elves. Don't worry, mate. What's he going to say? my elves. <laughs> Leave <laughs> my elves alone. You, I bet you're boring. I bet you're just like Rohan men. <laughs> oh, I love those Rohan men. <laughs> They're just a little bit rougher than Gondor men. Gruff men. I tell you, if you can sleep outside with a horse, you've mm. got my heart. I'd like them to go in my hands deep. <laughs> no, but... um. So many emotions went through your face then. I just saw yeah. that you were disgusted like, and then oh, you enjoyed it. Oh, okay, right, fine. <laughs> I quite enjoyed the word play. Who's, who's your favourite then, Chris? Go on. Well, love a little play. Do you know the answer to this? I'm a yeah. hobbit man through and through. Yeah, oh, okay. the thing is, is I personality-wise, you are a hobbit, but just looks-wise, I can't see that ever. I think you would fit perfectly into... Haradrim. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Haradrim. 
vibe to you'd you'd make a good anger as well um, I don't know actually <laughs> would it be I don't know you were the one that was saying it I think it's... you could be a good sort of wizard but then I you know ah. Ah. I don't know <laughs> it's okay, difficult right. I'm taking, you're either I'm taking offence from this now I, I I haven't got offence I oh. I see a bit of a wizard in there uh, oh, yeah it's, it's I know what you mean it's wizard or man that's what it is <laughs> I can see the man bit. Yeah, I mean that's definitely there. Well, there's yeah. plenty of man here, lads. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, but I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, a bit more wizard to him. Mm. Look, I'd be delighted with that. But in yeah. reality, come on, yeah, I'm the lost pri- baggins, aren't I? Pride, you're very, you're very pale. Who's pale? <laughs> As of well, the defiler. Family, my family says that I look exactly like Gollum. Oh, I see what they mean. Yeah. For your ancestry, why are you so pale? Uh, my dad is incredibly oh, okay. pale by net. I mean, because your mom, your mom has lovely skin. Oh yeah, yeah. Rachel's got lovely yeah. skin, and my my granddad yeah. is um, even darker than my mum. Really? So, like, very much. So he looks exactly like a red Indian. Oh, that's His facial features. That's oh, really? Yeah, I'll show you a photo sometime. Um, but me, big fan. I just lost. I lost all of it, and my brother's the same. He doesn't really. I mean, but he does have the sort of build and oh, yeah. some of the facial features. But I just so you're you're like that little. Uh, remember in the first episode of Game of Thrones where you meet the direwolf pups. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the Prize, front of the litter. Yeah, you're, he's the deer. You're, you're John no, Snow's no, little. <laughs> he's the deer. <laughs> Very good. Drained uh, of blood. <laughs> you're the you're the little Jon Snow pup, the prince that was promised. The ru- yeah, the runt of the litter. Don't talk about that what? theory. That's that's irrelevant. that's actually cool. So you're you're um, oh my god, what was the wolf called again? Ghost for God's you're sake. Your ghost. That's cool as hell. Actually, it's quite cool. Being I the mean, ghost, that's probably too cool. But yeah, I, I'll take that. I'll, I'll bet I'll, you will, Sunshine. It's too cool. I'm nothing. I'm nothing what in my mean? family. What do you mean? I'm just a, a normal, boring, like. What about mate? You you lit you I'm lived not... you grew up in like Cornwall s- slash Birmingham. I'm like summer. Lana. Okay. Who cared? Who cared Lana. about summer? Like the dialogue. Who's with summer? Um, Rob Starks. Yeah. Beheaded and then stuck on his corpse. Yeah. That was tough. That's, that's me. Wow. That's me. Which one are you, Weeks? While we're here. Nymeria. He's Nymeria. God, what killed so, really early on? This is so not killed really early on. Nymeria's in uh, season seven. Arya finds Nymeria, and Nymeria's got her own oh, yeah. pack, hasn't she? Oh, Lady is killed really early on. Yeah, not yeah. Lady, not Lady. She didn't do anything. Shut up! Oh, shut up, <laughs> you stupid girl. <laughs> Bloody hell, that acting is just dreadful. Yeah, I was very invested in that series though. For a while. <laughs> For a while. <laughs> for a few blessed years. So now the group leaves uh um Boing and um Boing and um, Borgs. And they head to somewhere that I've always loved in a in a Lord of the Rings mythology is Mirkwood. They head to the borders of Mirkwood. And uh Old Gandly Elf says, Right, I'm heading you're at Mirkwood, it's very dangerous. I'm buggering <laughs> off. Yeah, I'm just leave, guys. Leave you guys to do it. But hang on, Gandalf, aren't you? You know the way through Mirkwood, right? You you know the. <laughs> I I do, but like I said, I gotta 
See a man about a necromancer. <laughs> and off he trots. So there's a couple of great there's a couple of great things here. Uh Bayon actually calls it Greenwood as well, which yeah. is quite lovely because he obviously knew it as that before it had the back in today before it was all corrupted and carry on pride. And so that's quite lovely that that line's in there. That's great stuff. And also, yeah. Yeah, so Gandalf led them here. And uh, they they say, you know, is there any other way that we can go? And he says, not unless you want. I can't remember the exact time now. Chris might know, but, uh, uh, you know, they have to go this way. And Gandalf said, I'll see you later. But, of course, we know that Gandalf has more more important things to do. So oh, yeah, Busy man. But they're all made aware before this that there is a curse that lies upon Mirkwood. And you mm. must stick to the trail. If not, you could be... Driven mad. Mm. God, yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, what do we th- What do we think of this whole? Um, oh, it's great. Uh, to be fair, um, with a bit with the with the spiders and the webs. And I the, think this bit things. works well. I think it's beautiful. In that it's so. supposed to be this, um, you know, accursed realm that's yeah. uh, an unnatural. It's like the unnaturalness of the unnatural. Unnatural. Like it's really. Um, it makes a lot of sense the way that he shot it here. I, I'm, I'm a big yeah. fan. One of the and strongest bits, I think. I would encourage everyone to watch the extended version oh, for this God. bit as well. Because this bit is very, very different from standard to extended. Oh, really? And up just miles. Standard is good anyway, though, in this bit. I know. So you can imagine And he's saying it's more. even better. You've there lost me. so much more. How could it be better? There's, so the whole scene where they're sort of like absolutely tripping... You know, yeah. when the, the camera's going all funky and he's walking backwards, but it's forwards, all that kind of stuff. They're partying, okay? Yeah, there oh, is gotcha. so much more to that in general. They they slowly fall into this sort of delirious state. Mm. It's not as quick as it is in, in the other one, but there's also a whole deleted section um, of not only spoken scenes, but also when they have to cross the water via oh, yeah. this tree, mm. this fallen tree, and um, Bomber falls in. It's like a whole thing where it's bloody like, bomber, and he's completely KO'd from it. And then they have to work out, <laughs> they have to work out how to get bomber out from this forest when they don't even know if they're going the right way. Because I'd in, I'd leave bomber. Oh, I would as well. But in the extended cut, they of course go off the main path and realize this, and they spend a lot of time talking about where to go, all this kind of stuff. And it's all really good content. And uh, then Bilbo, of course, works his way up to find which way leads out because he sees the mountain. That's what I was going to say. I bet, Pryor, you loved that moment where he pops his head out of the trees and you see, like, the tree line of Mirkwood. Beautiful. Beautiful. I bet you were all over that jam. It's, it's amazing. Amazing cinematography. It's tranquil. It is... Everything that you want from a scene where you're escaping some sort of hysteria, this sort of uh, curse that's been put 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 upon someone, escaping that, getting your first breath of fresh air, you can actually feel it. You can actually like take a breath with Bilbo, and you're like, "Crikey, mm, that's he's right." Escape from this madness that we've been in. And it reminds me a lot of the um the old forest in the original trilogy. Which we didn't see, of course, um, like particularly if at all in the in the films, but they describe exactly that. You know that feeling that they mm. they're 
the the um the wood is working against them like there's some evil magic being woven against them yeah. and they do climb to a high point and they're able to suddenly break above the canopy and there's this tranquil moment before they plunge back down into the darkness so i was reminded of that a lot and undoubtedly they drew upon that uh for like the extra detail you know mm. fabulous yeah. so such good stuff it is a uh, beautiful stuff now we you know what as we go through this film I remember it better and better because now we move over to Gandalf where he goes Gandalf! to the the crypts of the Nazgul <laughs> and the crypts of, uh, of uh, the Witch King of Agmar. Agmar. Yeah, because the, there is a whole scene again that's deleted, I believe, where they're talking, where Gandalf's talking, to, I can't remember who he's talking to now, but they say, oh, it might be to, uh, is it Galadriel that he's talking to? They talk about the, um, the high fells of Rudor. Yeah, Galadriel uh, tells him to go and check it out. Yeah, they say if and, it is a, then, a, a a blade from the dead or whatever yeah, they say, then, a Morgul blade. Yeah, yeah, because that's her. That's in the last film. So they're they're wondering why this Morgul blade is here because, yeah. um, the Witch King was buried so far deep that light would never wonderful would never uh, touch it or whatever oh. the bloody line is. Yeah, hello, great line. But, uh, they do this stuff very yeah. well, I have to say. Yeah, this is fantastic. So we now go to the the crypts and uh, uh, Gand- Gandalf does that. The, I mean, the crypts are fantastic. Let's be honest. Oh, We've yeah. got this. I don't even know how to explain it. Like this never-ending pit, and there's a gate on the other side, and the steps going around the. Mm. the side Does anyone of else it. get crazy anxiety when he's walking down the steps? Yeah, around the wall. Oh, it's horrible. Absolutely mad. And uh, we see that the gate of the crypt had been completely blown mm. open, and uh, the twisted metal of it, I really like. Yeah, and uh, he's he's gone. The Witch King's gone, and then suddenly uh, Rad- Radagast turns up, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. No less. And uh, he's they. I mean, they pretty much both chat about this ruddy Nazgul bugger. And uh, and yeah, and then they. Oh, I mean, also we got we got to remember at the same time this Bilbo. Is being drawn in more and more now by the one ring. The one ring. Um, and he loses it in the Mirkwood Forest. Uh, and we see the first glimpses of him being addicted to it, the addiction mm, of just a little bit. the ring and stuff. And uh, I, I, do, I do like how it's a slow, slow moving thing, like in the original trilogy. Yeah, and not uh, the focus, which is nice. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be. Yeah, that's it. It's just in the back of everyone's minds that this thing is 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 happening. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and also he, he like brutally kills one of the like spider mm. children, doesn't he, to get to the ring? Yeah, yeah. It's um, which the is, little spiderling is treading yeah. on the ring and kind of moving it about, and he's just completely fixated upon the ring, and he does some of the most gruesome stabbing to this. He basically off. a harmless little spider baby and picks it up and just says, Mine and looks at yeah. the spider and then that's the first thing of like, oh Yeah. I really Martin good. Freeman's good at this. I really he like is. Martin Freeman here. Mm. He's great. He's, he's he's really pushing the boat out. For two of the people in this podcast that are meant to really not like this film, we haven't knocked anything yet, Chris. <laughs> uh oh well, give it give it time. Oh oh actually I yeah. Actually, this part of the film is really lovely. It's this as is soon a as good we get part. to a certain place. Yeah. No, I think so far, actually, yeah, they've not really done too much wrong. So I was enjoying it. Oh, Picture me in the cinema actually, thinking, all right. 
Oh, we're about to turn. It. We're about to turn right now, actually. Oh, great. Uh, so the spiders that remain in are then fended off by who else but wood elves led by Legolas. Yep, gone. And, and is it Torel? Toriel. 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 Isn't it? Uh, oh, something like that, yeah. And, and yeah, so we've got. I didn't read about her in the books, I can tell you. We've got a 40 year old Legolas turning up with a CGI'd face. Horrible. What was our first little moment? The, I, okay, this is fan service. Oh my god! I didn't. This I didn't is. see the face being CGI'd. I just saw heavy makeup. There's a lot of makeup, and oh. it's it's literally his skin is pulled back. I was reading about this only yeah. last night about the changes they had to make. Some of it is CGI, and some of it is physical makeup to his face, like you say, and none of it works. Mm. He looks yeah. awful. His skin is so shiny. Oh my god, it's just dreadful, and he's he's just bigger than he was. Like, and they, you know, they can't shrink him back down for whatever reason. He's already looked like an elf. He was extremely, extremely young in in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He was nineteen, and now, of course, you know, when you're nineteen, your frame is inevitably going to be a lot smaller than when you're his age now. So, yeah, I mean, I I didn't like seeing Legolas in this. No, Um, unnecessary. it feels wrong and it doesn't add anything really. I mean, of course we do have some great uh, conversations with him and his father and and that's quite a, a big point of this film. Yeah. We need to know more about the Wood Elf King, of course. But I, I I wanted a little less conversation and a little little more more action. action. Hello. (laughs) Prize dinner guest. But um, (laughs) no, I, I I agree with you, Pry. It's, on one hand, it's nice to get this relationship with Legolas and his father and stuff, but on on the other hand, the audience doesn't need this. No, the audience doesn't. I mean, no, in the original trilogy, no one ever went, "Oh bloody hell, this Legolas guy is cool as hell," but I wonder how he is with his father. <laughs> I th- I think that is tricky. Is that the audience absolutely didn't need it, but the story absolutely did need it. What Legolas? A hundred percent. It's. I know. I oh, said that I didn't like. Hold him. on. And what are you going on about? Why is Why is Legolas well, because, need to be there? Well, because we have the Elven King and the Elven Prince. They have got some integral dialogue okay, between now. them. But Legolas doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to be there for that. Like for any expositional purposes. Doesn't need to be Legolas. Yeah, you know. You know. In there. the. You know. In the books, Legolas isn't in. And this the Elven King is no, not yeah. Thranduil. The Elven King is a different character. Yeah. Yeah. The Wood Elf King isn't. Thranduil. No, it's not Thranduil. That's a, that's a retcon. Right. So the Elven King then, is his own character, and this and the it's brought together later on. So if you're going by the book, ign- ignore what I said then, because I believe that he was in it, and that that's why Legolas had to be in it. But if that's all nonsense, no, 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 no. I, no, th- this is right. meant to be. <clears throat> the Wood Elves here are meant to be a completely different race of elves that we've never met before. If if we're going from the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Like this is a a different group of elves. These are known as the pure arrogant, you know, kind of smarmy elves or any you know smarmwood elves compared to, compared to like the elegant, beautiful elves that we've seen before that come and sell. Um, Jenks hates wood elves though. He just hates them. The thing I, is, I bloody hate wood elves. They're the most smarmy buggers ever. See, that that does confuse me because I do I have read about wood elves and i've known their 
their background, but then seeing them in this film, they're incredibly elegant, incredibly good looking. Oh, yeah. So it confuses me that. Oh, but com- compared to, like. What? You look at Riv- Thranduil. If you, if you, mate, if you go to Rivendell, good looking boy. You, go, you go in Rivendell and have a look around, you see purity there. You go, you go, you get a Merkwood, right? You walk around, you may, you may look and go, oh, that's, as soon as they start speaking, it's like, oh, God, you're just, a, you're addicted to gems, addict, for one. You're, a, you're smarmy to your own people, let alone others. You've closed your borders, okay? Racist. Okay, there's so much here that the Wood Elves are, whereas Rivendell, you go, man, anyone can turn up that's there. That's true. Anyone can go, and they will help you as you well. You can live there you. as long as you want. Look at Bilbo. You can. Do, uh, Bilbo just turned up and was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And they're all like, "Man, chill." They're chill like here free for ages. They're like freewheeling hippie elves, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, they're they're oh, yeah. they're the cool. And they go, "Do you know what? I'm. We're done with this world, aren't we? Yeah. Should we go? Go go across the shore? Yeah. Go across. Let's go across the sea. Let's go die. Yeah. But we'll do it in the what? most beautiful way. We'll walk through to a bit of like." Like beautiful music, and it's going to be great. And Liv Tyler's one of us. Tell you what, do you want to go on a magical boat ride? Just smoke this quick, and we'll go straight there. It'll be great. That's what they it's, do. They're, they're just hippies, aren't they? It's beautiful. Whereas the Wood Elves are just like, oh, that they, they they do remind me of the dwarves. Well, a bit more nitty gritty. They're nitty gritty, so, and and again, they hold so many grudges and and stuff. How about like, in in history, were the Wood Elves there again? Like they say, when Erebor was taken. Well, they would have been, yeah, because that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, because that's obviously a big point where Thorin absolutely hates them because they didn't well, yeah, help. Yeah, exactly, absolutely, and 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 that proves it that they turned up. But the only reason they were there were for the diamonds and, yeah, for and selfish the gems and everything like reasons. that. As mm. soon as soon as they saw that. The dwarves had lost Erebor. They're like, oh, sod this then. Yeah, I was just making sure that that wasn't, um, you know, not part of the story as well because they no, had to try and fit in. No, that's no. The, that it's a slight, it's an awkward thing that um, Tolkien was doing, definitely, because they, they, they pre exist, obviously, the Lord of the Rings. And, you know, um, so yeah, you, it, there are decisions here that have been particularly made by Peter Jackson, others that have been made by Tolkien, which don't entirely add up. And it's only because Peter Jackson is making this film or these films after The Lord of the Rings that he's like, oh, actually, I need to make it yeah. make sense mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter that Tolkien doesn't make sense because everyone knows it was published first, you know? Yeah. Silly. Yeah. What, what I'll, how I'll explain it is, um, you know, uh, when they're having the big council meeting in Fellowship Oh, God, Rome, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Elrond's there. He's an elf. There's elves everywhere. They're all chill with dwarves, right? But then Legolas is there. Man's not chill with dwarves. Yeah. Bloody hates them. That's the that's again another big difference between Demwood Elves and Dem beautiful Rivendale Elves. So it's quite lovely, isn't it? So he starts off a racist and then ends up becoming yeah. best friends with a dwarf. Oh, I thought you were talking about James. Yeah. Well yeah, he is. But <laughs> I did. He's I did. getting that. <laughs> he just dropped a bit of popcorn. Yeah. I've got it back. Yeah. Nice. But I I think I think that I yeah, I hate Wood Elves. Oh hold on. It's James. I hate racist. Wood is that what I hate is? wood elves. Is that it? Is it? Isn't it? What against wood elves? Yeah, mate. If you'd seen the things I've you've seen, seen <laughs> I lived there for a while. I lived next door to them. Oh, nutter, nutter, nutter. <laughs> they keep you up every night. They drink. They won't let me cross over their borders or anything like that. It's terrible. 
No, but do, do you do you, like do you see the difference now between wood elves and and other elves? Do, do I got you, do I, I totally got it. Did you get it some time ago? A while yeah, ago, before and I that explanation. <laughs> I just carried on for ages, and I just liked it when you know we got to the end. You were like, "Let me explain it by." It's great <laughs> saying the exact same thing we just talked about. It's fine. But yeah, we get we go in and we meet Thranduil, and they've they've captured a. Uh, one of the orcs, haven't they? And they're, they're interrogating oh, yeah. this orc. And he's kicking that, that, off. And That's not at this point. No. Isn't it? Oh, no, no it's not. Oh, my God. TTFM. I'm back. Right. Cheers, mate. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, they just, they, they capture the dwarves, but they don't just capture oh, They imprison yeah. them. They imprison them for, for being in Mirkwood. And it's just like, well, you don't even, you don't look after Mirkwood. There's spiders bloody everywhere. As soon as you find these dwarves that are fighting these spiders, you go, right, okay, let's kill the spiders and let's take these dwarves and capture them and imprison them. Is it because Thorin's got um, the blade as well, or Christ? No, uh, well, he it's not just because of that. It's because he wants, he wants to find out why the hell he's, he's uh, taken this trip and already well, it, knows that they, they want to take Erebor back. Yeah, well, he doesn't actually know about the the plan to take Erebor back at this point and he doesn't even know that he's got the blade either it's actually that he's heard that Thorin's there and he still wants the jewels from of course, Erebor, yes. of course. and so he's gonna he's gonna take in the dwarven king under the mountain takes him in and then that's of course when Thorin has to disclose about you know he says why are you here why are you crossing through all this kind of stuff and then they realize that he has an an, uh, an elven blade and all this kind of stuff and right so okay fine I'm with you. Hot and heavy. Oh, say the least. Bit, it? it does kick off because, of course, Thorin just, of course, he's not going to drop this grudge. Can you imagine no. if your whole kingdom is being taken? You see some what would be allies on the horizon yeah. who just turn away and leave you to, to die, basically. I mean, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of That's a... life, a though, isn't it, boys? He, he does. That's he does. life. He does kick off old uh, Thorin at Thranduil, doesn't he? And does this big old speech and like... Where were you? Thranduil's face is just like... Oh! Oh! And he then... Says, uh, like, I'd rather die before um, joining with a treacherous, what you call it, and elf and whatever. Obi-Wan never told oh, he, you he what speaks, happened to your He father. speaks elven, doesn't he? Doesn't he say like an elven insult? He does, yeah, he does. And because um, that's... He, uh, Thranduil is trying to say, "Hey, I'll let you go on your merry way if, yeah. when you're taken back, Erebor, you get those jewels for me." Mm-mm. And Thorin says, "We'd rather all rot in this self rather than join sides with you, basically." And yeah. then swears at him in, well, don't know if he's swearing, but in Elvish. But yeah, great, really cool yeah. stuff to see that. Mm. So then they're they're all imprisoned, and now we have I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm sorry, I still can't remember the dwarves' names. What's the fit one? Keely. Keely. It's so Keely Hawes, mate. Him and, uh, or what is it, Turiel? Turiel? Tauriel. It's Tyrells like the crisps. This, uh, <laughs> so him and Tauriel have this weird little connection moment, which is awful. Um, you know what's been I'm talking I've, about? Absolutely, yeah. I, this is a moment that filled me with dread as it happened. I was like, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we all know this isn't in the books at all. There is no love no, no. story. The character doesn't exist. No, this is all. There's no dwarves at all in the book. It's just astonishing. (laughs) (laughs) This is all just Bilbo just legging it through fields. (laughs) I I genuinely didn't find this bad. Oh my God, Prior. Benjamin, come on. I'm I'm being serious. I actually thought it was 
quite a sweet way of showing that although this as we've said racist group of people that don't like anyone in their borders talking about still you, some of them there's still some of them that can show this sort of affectionate side towards someone who isn't one of their own and that they're not all the same it's it kind of has a reflection of the real world in it as well. And I actually thought that's quite clever the way that they did that. I know it's not, you know, true to the books and it's not. Right. Yeah. I'm about to blow your mind here. Go on, mate. The same thing was done in the last trilogy between man and elf. Why does that mean that it doesn't have a place? No, no, no. And that was done incredibly. And that was done beautifully with two actors that every single person loves and two characters that every Hold single on. person bloody loves in this it's it's just shoved in randomly everyone that's read the book which is you know hopefully a massive percentage of people that are watching it are going what the hell is going on how's this isn't it sh- a t- this isn't how's tolkien. it shoved in though because it isn't tolkien it weren't there yeah but there's a lot of things that weren't there yeah and we pick up on them all the time and say how rubbish they are. No, there's not all the time. A lot of the time. Chris, they're, back they're me up good. on this. I quite like Chris. this bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, look. Do you know what I mean, look, Chris? Th- this is a sticky little bit. I'm surprised and unnerved that Pry really enjoyed it as much as he did. Um, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, I, ugh, there's something about it which didn't sit right with me. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I mean, uh, maybe it's just me looking at things and uh, and think, and trying to find the best in everything, as I do a lot of the that, time. That is your curse. Uh, yeah. It, it, it could be a thing of me and Chris read the book before we watched the film, so we have maybe. that ingrained in our head. And anything that goes against that, we go, no, this isn't the story, this isn't Tolkien. Maybe, so it, that's... It's, obvi- it's obviously going to be different to people that have watched the film first and go, ooh. I struggle with, I don't know, I struggle with extra characters that seem superfluous. Mm. I was already unnerved by her because she was with Legolas. Um, and then I'm always yeah. just unnerved by love stories in general, you know, unless they're really I, well I rooted. I don't know about that. They I have to be if, incredible. I don't know if we can be unnerved by love stories in general because I think... That's too general, isn't it? You know. No, this... I, I, I think I know what. Like, if you're relying and having to shoehorn love stories in, yeah, ones and that take a lot of time with. This them. isn't a love story film. This is an adventure film. You know, like yeah. even the love story of Lord of the Rings happens in like it doesn't happen in the real world. It happens in like inside their heads more than anything else. They only meet like three times. Yeah. It's beautifully done as well. Um, beautifully done. So I don't know. It's it's. Ugh. I've got issues, I've got many issues with it, like pacing issues with it, invention issues okay. with it. I thought it was all right because of they had a situation to start with. They were placed in this situation where they would encounter one another, so it didn't feel like that this introduction was forced. That's the first thing I had to think about: is is the introduction forced? Are they being put together for no purpose whatsoever? No, you know, the dwarves are imprisoned and she, of course, is there. She's quite important as far as the wood elves go. And um, she also has means to be there. You know, she has means to walk mm-hmm. around the wood elf kingdom as she as she would. Those legs I feel of like us. They're, those legs of us. I feel like their first first <laughs> words were were abrasive. You know, it wasn't a... They weren't both of their first words were abrasive. They weren't immediately... I'm just saying that as kids. 
What do you mean? As in the first words that they ever spoke, <laughs> both of them was. Oh, right, I got it. Bracing. I didn't like, oh, didn't like it. That's a shame. <laughs> silly. Uh, it's it a serious discussion, like, Jenks, so if you could. It wasn't it. like they hit, they hit it off. It was, um, you know, she was questioning why he had this, this runestone and she was being quite looking, you know, looking, you, I know you can't really say it, but looking down on him, not literally, yeah. but well, a little bit literally as well. And, no, I, I agree. And she, she was saying like, why have you got a little rock that you're carrying around with him? And he makes a little joke back to her and says that it's a curse. If anyone but a dwarf touches it, you're cursed. And then it's kind of like, oh, okay. She walk, almost walks away at that point, as if to say this is just another stubborn dwarf that is going to be a bit of a time waster. But then he's kind of a bit, he says it in jest afterwards and makes a bit of a joke out of it. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. So these characters have immediately broken down their barriers. And I thought that was an interesting way to display uh, how it could be done, how this sort of interrace relationship could be initiated in a way i could see that did it not let me ask i've got one question jenks before you go go go, go, go on um i was i was unnerved by how attractive keely is as in like the casting is it i was i was already a bit like there's no makeup on him he doesn't seem very dwarvish he just looks like handsome guy who's a bit shorter he's very handsome aiden turner's aiden turner i was like oh you know, and then it was like, oh, he's the guy that gets the romance. Had it yeah. been Bomber, who like oh, okay. the the Can't beautiful elf be was like, yeah, but like, had it been him that eventually Lily was like, oh, I think you're really cool, and I like, I'm interested in you. And then she goes for the handsome guy, who doesn't even look like a dwarf, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I like mean, in in the last film, everyone was like, oh, he's the only fit one. So it's so obvious that putting you bring in a random woman that no one has ever seen. And straight away she's used for a love story. And it's like, oh. Yeah, I can see again. why that might, same, might same anger old, some old. people. Yeah. That was one of I the mean, unnerving it things. It would have been great if he had the bigger nose and sort of uh, more pronounced facial features of a yeah. dwarf. That would have been a lot better. And I remember thinking when I first watched this, why does he look so human? Yeah, and the rest like completely yeah, normal. So dwarvish. Even yeah, I, I Richard was, Armitage, like. Still look he like he he looks like he's a very handsome guy, but he looks like more of a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that artistic direction was taken, mm. and I'm that, that unnerves it me. Co- yeah, so I I completely understand why some people might have seen that, and why it does totally look that way that the handsome one's going to get the girl, and that sort of cliche sort of stuff. Yeah, it just feels a bit obvious that as soon as a new woman is involved. You shoehorn her in a love story, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like we want subtlety, right. and you know. Well, yeah, I mean, why not just have a just be badass and have? If you bring in a, a female character, great, just let her be a badass that hangs I mean, out. She with is a badass though, as well. She is. It is, but the but stra- like for the first couple of minutes, she's a badass, and then straight away she's shoved in a love story, and she chases them and helps them because she likes him. Like when they get away in the little. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons. It's also Thranduil says you must never be with Legolas ever and basically is is pretty awful toward her. He treats her like uh, second best always. Mm. And um, and so as far as she's concerned, she's like, well, what's the point of me being here if I'm going to be treated like dirt? But I have to be in this limbo 
where Legolas really likes me, so he's keeping me in a good position. Thranduil's always putting me down. She's like, this is awful. These dwarves were lovely, and we were imprisoning mm. them. It's madness that I would stay here. She's, of course, going to do the right thing in her heart. You always follow the right thing. Yeah, the only problem is is that we see all that after she's had that little falling in love moment. So in the back of everyone's head, it's like, okay, she's helping the dwarves because she fancies one of them. Mm. That's what's kicking off. She's saying all this right now. Yeah. She's like, I'll bugger it. Now I've got a chance to... I get treated badly here. I'm going to go and help the dwarves. And the only reason, the only thing that we have seen before that is her fall for this dwarf. And it's like, okay, well, that's what's kicking off then. It feels a bit like you're writing the novelization prey. Which like justifies everything that we see, exactly. and it gives it all if, the undercurrents that like, oh, this, this is why this is happening, and there's a lot more depth to it than appears on the surface. Yeah. So like, let let's say that all of the stuff you just said, then Pry, came before that scene, then it would have been like, oh my god, okay, we've got a deep, yeah. justified character. She's looking here. to escape. She's looking for whatever. Yeah, a different path. And then that sl- that that love story then started to spark much later in the film, when she's out and she's like she finds her own freedom and all this kind of stuff and she's epic but instead of it happening pretty much in a second scene third scene it's like it just seems a bit soon whereas everything that you've just said there again it's like reason reading the rise of skywalker book and being like oh okay so that makes sense now then yeah i feel like maybe i'm sort of filling in the gaps with the narrative in my mind um which i didn't know that i was doing consciously i guess i thought that it was laid out it's not a bad not a bad not a bad thing at all yeah a bad thing at all i mean i was given that just from from the film so i Mm. maybe they were hoping that everyone would (laughs) kind of take that away i'm definitely gonna i'm gonna go back and watch them and be like okay right okay come on I guess you, you can't really rely on people making up a narrative in their head, though, can no. you? Hey, mate, at the end of the day, you can't even rely on people. You can't. No. People are cynical. Honest. I'm a Not cynical guy. And people I mean, are look cynical. At yeah. And people as, are when Lego Ass has turned up and my hackles are raised, I'm looking for yeah. anything at that point. And I'm like, he's what got is his going biscuit on? box. He's got his tups. Hang on, what are we talking? He's got the biscuit tups. Again, that biscuit box, unbelievably empty. It was full yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) It's going for stout. Oh, okay. What is it? Oh, it's that's uh, from one of those posh boxes, isn't it? That's a posh. Is that a fox biscuit? That one. It is a big fox, lads. You love a fox. It's 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 another sorted caramel biscuit. Lovely. I was in Tesco the other day and I saw one of those foxes boxes and I was like, "Oh, foxes boxes." I thought of prior. Did you? Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, Pry would love that. And I don't know many people who would love that, but Pry would be all over it. that. I love biscuits a lot. You want to know what I got downstairs? Custard What's creams, chocolate mm. digestives, Ow! Oreos. Lovely. Great. The big three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tease me. Tease me. Tease me. Talk to me. Um, are you both eating for, for God's sake? This never used to happen. It's the middle the of the day. What do you mean it's the middle of the day? It's 11 past 11. Time is relative. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all that happens. They manage to escape because Bilbo comes in with his ring on and uh, goes down to their little wine cellar. Ooh. I didn't like this. I didn't like a, a, an elvish wine cellar. Yeah, it's like a bit the practical, idea isn't it? Elves getting... Drunk. You don't see the kitchens yeah. in bloody Rivendell, do you? Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't need to see that. But um, they managed to escape 
and Bilbo puts them all in barrels and uh, we have this big, big barrel chase scene now because the orcs turn up and the wood elves try and stop the orcs and um, Legolas and Tauriel Tauriel um, are trying to stop the orcs and Legolas is also trying to stop the dwarves and this is where we get a big bomber scene in the barrel oh yeah love bomber I I hope you guys think the same as me about this bomber scene love it it is just the worst thing I've ever seen (laughs) big fan that's CGI gone too far so this is my view on this okay Oh, if you say pry that you like this. No, I I I hate the bit with Bomber. But okay, good, good, good. I love, and this is another thing that the internet doesn't agree with. I love the rest of the barrel scene. I think it is thrilling stuff. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think what an innovative way of having a chase scene without reusing the same old stuff we see time and time mm. again. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make a chase scene, okay, we've seen this in the films already where it's just like running on, on grass, running on grass, just run over this mountain, run over this mountain. It's cool to see a couple of times, but it has to be, they had to fit this in with the environment as well. Mm-hmm. And of course there's a lot of lakes, a lot of rivers in this sort of, in, um, in Mirkwood, you know where, where, where the we are, where we are. Sorry, I can't speak very well. <laughs> and um, this flowing current and the the barrels. I mean, some of it goes against science. And um, don't worry about you that. kind of you kind of have to put that out of your mind, or you don't. I mean, you you can choose. But I think ultimately, it's a brilliant scene. They've got very little weaponry. They're relying on bare bones sort of stuff taking other people's weapons the combat's fantastic there's some great combat scenes in this other than bomber's ridiculous scene that's just there to get a, a laugh from the audience which we never never just try and get a laugh from the audience he's right i mean you're not wrong big mistake i'd love yeah, to hear what I, you boys think i do you know what? i i didn't mind this scene Overall, I didn't mind this scene. I thought it was, it was quite fun. And at the same time, The Hobbit is a kid's book. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this this does make sense that the, the Hobbit films are going to be a bit more child-friendly and stuff. And kids would love this, obviously. And, you know, using an axe and cutting down the trees where orcs are on top and stuff like that. That's really that's really fun. You guys know my opinions also on physics. Uh, physics! And, and, the law, and the law of gravity. And the problem is, is that as soon as this bomber scene comes up, I'm like, what is this? Why is this a thing? And and that isn't, gravity just doesn't work like that. Physics just don't work like that. And it annoyed me so much that I remember punching the seat in front of me. Who was in that seat? Mate. What? Was there anyone in that seat? Oh, who cares? They'd understand. Yeah. They'd Chris, probably say you, punch uh, me. Have you ever punched a seat, Chris? Uh, not in the cinema, no. I'm respectful. Yeah. Of my surroundings. When have you punched a seat? Oh, in other places. Now oh, tell oh, me yeah. then. Come on, don't tease. Too many to mention, eh? Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, that's Chris. What did off. you think of the uh, time. barrel scene, mate? <laughs> Look, okay, right. So the barrel scene. <laughs> the barrel scene is in the books, right? Mm-hmm. So great start. Big fan. I think I thought as this scene was going on. Well, no. To be for one, I do like this scene a lot. I think this is great, and I'm delighted that they kept it in and they kept it relatively true to the books. The bomber stuff is ridiculous, obviously. Um, first factoid for you boys, a little bit of trivia. 
This is when the film was going to be in two parts. This was going to be the finale. And it was going to cut to credits after this, after this sequence. Think okay. about that. What Wait, an interesting fi- place. Is this, I'm guessing you mean this is the f- finish of the first film. Yeah. Yeah, not the second film, obviously. I was going to say. Yeah. Gotcha. No, this would be the end. So it would extend that little bit further into Mirkwood and it would end at this point. Interesting. No okay. qualms. No qualms. I would have ended it at some kind of necromancer stuff. That's what I would oh, have ended it like on a ridge somewhere where they couldn't, like they could see the mountain, but it was miles away. And they were like, well, oh, they're saying yeah. that. I, like that. I do I like, like um, uh, Martin's line with, I do believe we really have seen the end of danger or whatever he says. Yeah, what to it be is, fair. That is, oh, yeah. that is a great line to end with. Like, yeah. it's just so ironic. And, oh, gotcha. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I think th- at this point when I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah. I was struggling with the um, the pitching of it because you're like, you're right. It is a children's book, right? And yet they're presenting it in like this realistic way that they did the Lord of the Rings. And I'm sure yeah. that like one of the easy ways out of it, because the way that you justify it in your mind is that it's literally Bilbo remembering and writing the story and he's writing a story as it's going along. So if you just had a little bit of Bilbo narrating what went on and being like oh well maybe i embellished a few things here and there then instantly it's like it can be anything you want do you know what i mean that's that's fun i like wouldn't that. that be great and then it's like oh it's a story that he's telling and it's based on truth but you know he adds in a few little flares and, and flourishes and stuff like that that's I don't actually, need to I should, flares. i'm gonna write a letter to peter jackson and be like come on mate resurrect hey, ian home that's actually an incredible <laughs> point you just made i don't think anyone ever ever remembers that this is a portrayal of what Bilbo remembers. Yeah, quite literally. We see him start to write it. This is mad. I mean, I completely forgot this as well, but there's certain things that you've got that are going to be embellished and that are going to be forgotten mm. and that are going to be rushed over or skipped. And that that is not an excuse for lazy filmmaking by any means, but it does kind of hold a really good point with certain things that might yeah. seem a bit out there. Isn't it, isn't it almost the opposite there, rather than lazy writing? It should be over like writing. If you know someone's imagining these things and trying to remember these things, you add so much. So surely mm. it should be even bigger, possibly, and, and those kind of things. Well, it's in a sort of middle ground because they're like, oh, we can't do this, but we need to do that, but we need to keep it yeah. realistic, but we need to have this barrel chase. Let's have some fun. Do you think that was a major problem with these films? What, the tone? Well, yeah, thinking, okay, we've just done Lord of the Rings, which, you know, there's a lot of dark moments in there. This is a kid's book. How do we attack this? I think, of course, absolutely. Absolutely there were. Would you say that this is one of those moments then? Oh, my God, yeah, this is one of the biggest ones. Mm. Because, Mm. you know, if they do it ultra-realistic, they drown and they die. All right, is that what you want to (laughs) hear? Thank you. You are right. But yeah, you're right. It's a really difficult moment. I think they handle it pretty well. Mm. And if you think that it's a crazy old Bilbo telling one of his crazy stories, the whole thing's justified. The issue is that we haven't seen Bilbo in three hours. Mm. You know, that's very true. I think yeah. The only I mean, the bomber bit is just mental. Yeah, it's crackers. I mean, that's knocking a cherry off already. Just that one bit. (laughs) Wow. I'm, I'm I'm being I'm being deadly serious here. I can't deal with that it's tough but well, fair let's let's move on now so the the company then meet uh bard bard the bargeman and he uh he smuggles them into lake town in big barrels again 
<laughs> you would have thought they would have had enough of barrels. Oh, they've been barreling along for a while. Uh, Up top. And, uh, and yeah. You. And um, like they, this is where, so we go into Lake Town and this, this is going to be another moment, I'm sure. Yeah, this may, gonna this is something we've talked about since probably podcast one. Yeah, this this is day one stuff. This is this is where it hits the fan. Um, so we meet fake worm tongue. Dreadful. As we come into uh, come on, <clears throat> as we come into late down, you know. But what have we got either? Right. Okay. I hate. If you try character. and back this up, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you try and back this up, I'll, no, no, no. I'll let leave, me I'll leave. Let, this let me say podcast. my piece. <laughs> let me say my piece. Okay. On, I man. hate this Show character. It. This character reminds me of people who overact in uh, certain theatrical productions. People who Pantomime. go exactly. People oh. who overact and just sorry go about that, Jinx. And they go absolutely mad. And you go, what? If people don't talk like that. You know, they just don't. That's not how humans talk. And this is what this character reminds me of. I have a real problem with this character. And the thing is, is I love Bard the Bowman. I think he's great. And he this is, great. is why Luke Evans angered. is fantastic. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's wonderful. That's what that's what angered me even more is that this great character had to work and give, you know, exchange lines mm. with this mess of a character. And I don't even think it's lines. I think it's delivery more yeah. than anything. Mm. Silly. Awful. Yeah, so so uh, not in the we, books, let's just be clear. Yeah, cool. An invention for the films. He really is thrown in as a weak worm tongue character. Bizarre. And uh, bizarre we then, decision. We then meet the Bard's family and stuff, and they're pretty dull. No one really cares <laughs> about those kids. So I mean, they are, they're talk- uh, Mer- they're Mary Poppins kids, aren't they? They're oh yeah, yeah. Just oh hello. Yeah. Oh, there's dwarves in our house coming yeah. out of the toilet. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Do you remember? So, they say we shall not survive the night. <laughs> this is a good blade. There's a conversation with a child. That's awesome. Uh, that I mean, that's some really hard gripping stuff. Oh, let's go back and do that. Let's go back. We and We're going to have to to come out of this, you know, yeah. pit that we're in. <laughs> but um, so then we meet the master. Oh. We meet uh, the master, and uh, who do we meet? They find they find out that all the dwarves are there, and it's all kicking off, and they're like, "Oh, capture the bard," and all this, and uh, Thorin. Well, no, first we meet the master in his bedchambers. The master. And this is, yeah, so we, we've brought this up in, in so many different films, this type of casting. And this is Stephen Fry yep. playing a pretty substantial character in a massive, massive um, film. Yeah, well, I think this is, we've talked about this where seeing Stephen Fry is just jarring. Chris has been a huge advocate of this. And what's even more frustrating is that I like the character. I mm. like the character. And I think Stephen yeah. Fry does a good job as the character. He does. Yeah, it's Stephen yeah. Fry. Exactly. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not his it's, fault, but it's, no. well, it is his fault because it's decisions that he's made in his career that's led him away from being a legit actor. Well, what were the casting directors yeah. thinking? To be fair, in America, they won't know who Stephen Fry is. In New Zealand, true. they won't know who Stephen Fry is. It's only us that have got a problem. Yeah, true. But yeah. my God, we've got a problem. It's, just, it's, it's awkward because it's like seeing the... Um, from from what we know now, it's seeing the presenter of QI yeah. for some reason in a massive film. It's yeah. not the Stephen Fry that we remember of, you know, Blackadder days and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't did you see his film that he did about um 
the Oscar Wilde film. The Oscar Wilde astonishing, film, yeah. amazing acting, wonderful. There. But it's like Hugh Laurie, it, right? So they were partners early on. Stephen Fry yeah. went one way, Hugh Laurie went another, and as a result, Hugh Laurie was able to go and disappear into house. Yeah. And even though it's an um, like it's a quite an out there performance, it's brilliant and completely believable. Yeah. But Stephen Fry can't because we see him every single day doing something on Dave. Yeah. Oh, it's, no it's just a bit it's just a bit uncomfortable. It really does take you out. So when we have this moment coming up now between Thorin and the Master where Thorin's uh telling them about, you know, their their journey, what they're planning to do and um and Bard is saying no. You'll you'll set the dragon upon upon Lake Town and kill us all. And Thorin's like, we promise you part of the the jewels and stuff like that. It, it, there's no there's no what's the word? Um, not levels. There's no. Oh come on, Chris. We used to do this in drama school. There's no stakes. There we go. Hey, come on. Involve pry. Yeah. We used to do this in um in um in uh, secondary in school. the dogs. In the dogs, yeah, yeah. The do- we did it in the dogs. Yeah, before Jinx yeah, went yeah. off, did Panto. Ugh. Yeah, but um, there's there's no stakes to this because straight away all you're thinking is that's Stephen Fry there. Yeah, and next to him is that awful actor they've roped into this awful yeah. character, and it's it's just really bad. And Luke Evans is trying his best. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah, it's and such oh. a shame because Luke Evans is such a great actor, and in, he's had some bad choices in a lot of films. Yeah. Did you, did you watch Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. yeah. Like Mistake. again, Luke, shame. Luke Evans is shame. great, but in that film, you're like, oh, it's such a shame that this is just an awful film. It's but yeah. paycheck for that one, surely. Oh yeah, take the money and run. Whereas this, yeah. he, it's a great performance, yeah. and he probably thought, oh, this could be it. But I could be the next Viggo Mortensen, you know. Yeah. In Are the, you buggery? Oh no, it's a shame. So uh, the master says, yeah, go on, take back Erebor, and you know we'll all be rich again, and we won't have to live in. In slums, and then Philly Boffer and Boyne, um, <laughs> Boffer, bloody Boffer, um, the big Boffer. Boffer. Sorry, that's 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 very like nineteen twenties <laughs> British of me. <laughs> Boffer, Axel Boffer. Oh Boffer, yeah. you heard about all this nonsense? Get um, Sherry. <laughs> But they uh, they stay with Keeley because Keeley, if you remember, has been poisoned by an arrow, but no one really gives a toss. Hey, come on, he's um, handsome. He is handsome, which is why he should be the one that falls in love with a girl because every girl they think will have the reaction of, oh my God, they're so lucky. I wish I wish I was hey, I was like that. He was struck with Cupid's arrow first. <laughs> Up top? Yeah. No. I'm, not, I'm not doing that one. I'm not doing that one. You already no. did it. New. You did it up um, <laughs> um, Yeah, so meanwhile, Gandalf uh, gets to Dogledore, and I, I, this is epic. Go on. This is bloody epic. So Gandalf uh, meets um, the necromancer, finally, and they have a few bloody words with each other, and he holds him prisoner and stuff like that. That's been going on a little bit before this, and... Uh, and yeah, it's all been... Uh, so all this been... is that moment that we watched just before the pod. Yeah, so it would have been <sighs> now. Good. I, st- I think this scene is great, but... So I'll tell you what, but Pride, because you know this scene. Yeah, come on. You introduced us to it literally, well, whenever we started, three or five uh, hours ago. I, I know what it was. <laughs> I, I am quite baffled by that. I thought that you boys would just, you know, know about that already. I well, know, know the story from the book and from the appendices, but no, I haven't seen the scene. Hmm. 
I mean, crazy. Where do you, 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 you want to go from? <laughs> like, tell, just, just tell the, the story of the scene. That, that little five-minute scene that happens. Right, okay, so Gandalf. <laughs> I just stared there looking like... <laughs> I, I didn't know what we are doing. He's got like, I can't believe you didn't know it, and then just left it. <laughs> and... Uh, so, so he's gone. He's gone there. He notices that there is a, a darkness upon this place, and he's trying to. Sorry, Chris. What was that, mate? No, you carry on, mate. All oh, right, okay. And yeah, he's he's trying to make his way through they here. Caught me he out, and they caught me. I did. He runs into a crazy-looking small fellow who actually attacks him, and um, there's a little fight that ensues, and it's actually Thrain who is, of course, Thorin's father. And so this is a really, of course, this is going back to the beginning when uh, Gandalf had the conversation and with, with Thorin. He was searching for his father because he believed that he was out there and, of course, had been told rumours that he'd been wandering. And he had been here the entire time. In toll time? In Tolkien, entire, mate, Tolkien. He's been playing, yeah. paying that toll for ages. <laughs> the entire time, and he'd been under the curse of the 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 one ring that was remaining, of course, and um, he had been driven completely mad and he couldn't escape this place because he believed that there was a, a darkness holding him there. And we see this kind of ravaged version of him, this completely wild uh, dwarven king that looks nothing like he did, of course. Um, and they have an incredible conversation that's completely left out of the, the standard version, which is just criminal. Uh, we've got two incredible actors going toe-to-toe with some incredible world building that is completely missed out upon. And um, we've uh, Thrain finds out that Thorin has the key and the map and that he wants to take Erebor back, and he's like, you must not go back there. I mean, I just... How have they missed this out? It just adds yeah, so much so stakes. Stupid. And also the performance... Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, fine, we've only seen it once, and literally, you know, within the last three hours. But it's, it's uh, Anthony Sher, sir. Anthony Sher to you, one of the finest sort of Shakespearean actors out there. The performance is mesmerising and you put him yeah. in a room with Ian McAllen and then you cut it out of the film. Oh my good God. It was stunning. It's, it, it's criminal. It really is criminal oh. because, I mean, the performance that, yeah. that these It just adds is, weight. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's exceptional and everything about it, their their costume as well, everything is just yeah. perfect about it. And of course he says that uh, he does not want Thorin to go there. There is an evil yeah. that lies upon Erebor that must not be disturbed. Stakes, and, um, huge stakes. Exactly, mm. stakes there. And Gandalf basically just says, look, we're going to get you out of here. And he says, I can't leave, you know, this place, it won't let me leave. Again, my God, it's so captivating. Yeah. Gandalf gives it's an illusion just and he taps the wall and the illusion fades away which is great because you think Gandalf is the most powerful thing there so you're given like support and like great decision it's going to go well yeah it's going to be fine don't worry so they're running through and they look down from the bridge and see that there is almost a whole army there of Sauron's forces course they don't know too much about it at the moment till he reveals himself the necromancer reveals himself to them and uh thrain is just completely speechless he just is powerless you know he's like a a lost puppy here he can't do anything and he just gets completely consumed by sauron and uh this is basically where this scene ends and then we go into the standard version where gandalf yeah. has his his battle yeah i mean what a waste 
What a waste, because you come into this battle with Gandalf and the Necromancer, you know, in this instance, after like, what, three or four minutes of extra footage, which builds up the stakes, builds up the atmosphere, makes you think that this place is just horrendous, but Gandalf's going to be all right. And then it's like, it, oh, it's just, it just improves everything so incredibly. But whereas in the, in the standard version, which I still thought was quite good. Yeah. It does seem a little bit empty because it's like, oh, he's there and he's wandering about and then he encounters Azog and you're like, oh, but Gandalf can easily take him. So you're not, there's no stakes there because Gandalf's a wizard for God's sake. And then it's straight to the necromancer. There's no build. My God. Right. I mean, that's it. I'm going back to watch the extenders. It's happening. Please. I honestly encourage everyone at home to go and watch all the extenders of this whole trilogy. I know it sounds like something that you really don't want to do. And this might just sound like, Ben, who loves the films, pleading you to waste your time. But trust me, there's so much more that these films can give you yeah. when you watch the extended. So good. Yeah, it's very it's very ridiculous. And then we, we then move on to the scene where Sauron does encounter the necromancer. And I, I must say... S- that Sauron encounters the... No, no. Gandalf encounters the necromancer. Yeah. Who is Sauron? And uh, there's this Spoilers. fantastic moment where you know Gandalf puts up his little shield bubble yeah which we've seen and, before of course and uh the necromancer is attacking it with like his dark magic and stuff coming out like a cloud attacking mm. his little shield it's like an elemental force yeah getting smaller and smaller and smaller and then he's then imprisoned by the necromancer yeah i mean pretty much what you said chris if we saw all that before the stakes are even higher at this point this will be one of the best scenes in the whole like well all we've six ju- films we've just seen thorin's dad absolutely buggered mm. which is who we've been searching for for ages and that's a and, terrifying scene as well when he's chasing yeah. him around the catacombs genuine who, scares and like creep oh it's brilliant and to find out that it's actually Saron of all people who doesn't like who wasn't even at that battle or anything it isn't mm. as this is Saron yep and this this and all s- plants the seed of course for why we need Gandalf the Wide this is all yeah. leading up to the why yeah. Gandalf is nowhere near powerful enough as a grey mm. and ugh, I mean come on and that I mean that's why I mean Saruman should be here that's why when he turns up later you see Saruman's powers mm. and you're yeah. like yes Makes you sense. should be doing this mate mm. not bloody old Gidley Gandalf the grey mm-hmm. yeah. it should be half you baked. Saruman yeah half ki- you know smoking at Gange he's always half baked daddy what's up what's up Thrain man is it you yeah Oh, the ring as well. Prime mentioned the ring. So yeah. cool to see one of the seven. This is awesome. again Amazing. another huge, huge point is seeing a dwarven ring that we mm, have yeah. seen in one intro cutscene. Yeah. I mean, from the original. Yeah. The, so, first, the first wonderful. ever. Uh, how beautiful prologue. does it to look at the different rings and how they're stylized and how they're and to actually see what it's done to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and each like, ring is crafted perfectly to what the wearer would want the most mm. you know, both aesthetically and of course the power that it gives it's just yeah and he wants to be running around like a madman and it gives him yeah. that power he's like flitting like, back and forth he's like oh i love this like yeah. we've seen we've seen what uh, a ring has done to galadriel we've seen what obviously the one ring has done to quite a few different people and stuff like that to see it happen to a dwarf you know we know what it ha- what happened to you know uh the, the human ma- yeah the kings uh, the men kings and 
to see it actually happen to a dwarf. It's like, oh my God, so now you're seeing every race yeah. that had a ring and you see how it impacts them. Mm-hmm. And dwarves are meant to have a, a natural uh, defence against the corruption of Sauron anyway. Yeah. So they're meant to be st- stronger against his his power. So if it can do that to <laughs> a king, someone who's very headstrong and just, I mean, wow. It's, it's, it's um, I mean, what a ridiculous thing to, to not. Unbelievable. Have that, but but then you, you know that's that's that is why he makes the extended trilogies yeah. for us because he would have wanted this to be in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, level. to be fair, this may not be Peter Jackson. This may be the studio again knocking the it door. Maybe no, running time has to be this. Yeah, I struggle with that with these films. That's definitely the case with Lord of the Rings, but I think he's got a pretty free reign by this point. Like it, he just went to the studio and was like, "We're actually going to do it in three films, so we need more money," and they were like. Great, fine. Great, we'll we'll make more money. Yeah, no awesome. worries about that. Mm. So I don't know. I think they, I don't. Mm, tricky one. You yeah. definitely yeah, want to turn in a traditional fast cut, but I don't know. Yeah, the necromancer here also reveals himself as Sauron when you see like the little fire bit and stuff like that, and you see kind of through the eye, and there's Sauron standing there in his single necromancer. Reveal yourself. He comes down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this my name's Sharon. <laughs> I'm from Mordor, and I'm single. <laughs> hey, Ooh. right, ladies, straight away. Is your lights on or lights off? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he reveals himself to be Sharon. I'd I'd love to know the reaction of someone that wasn't a nerd and hadn't read The Hobbit and stuff like that and mm. hadn't read the Lord of the Rings books and had just watched the films and had gone oh my god it's Sauron do we know any of those people no not nerds we've got one right here <laughs> uh, but no seriously did you know it was Sauron no, before right, the film you, mu- you must have known that was Sauron of course I did immediately exactly because oh, you're, 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 you're a nerd like us nerds like us like you'd um, you'd, you would have understood okay that's Sauron I imagine right 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 well, Did you just assume, Prime? Well, I mean, I think I probably read a lot online as well. And, you know, not spoilers, but read a lot of backstory online um, because I was really excited for these films, as I mentioned from the last mm. pod. And so I remember reading a lot about it. So I think I kind of already knew mm. beforehand the way that it was going. So obviously the book was already written, etc. Um, it was so some maybe- time before. Yeah, maybe maybe that's an unfair advantage from my point of view. Someone who hadn't read up anything about them perhaps might not have known. But it, mm. it is made pretty clear pretty quickly if you've seen Lord of the Rings. It's true. Yeah. yeah. But again, it, obviously, I mean, obviously in the, when The Hobbit came out, the necromancer was just the necromancer. the necromancer. It wasn't Sauron at all. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a thing. Again, a retcon. And of course, you know, that we never... It did happen that the White Council forced him out, but we didn't get any deets about it. Any wicked yeah. deets. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Not wrong at all there with that statement. So um, Thorin and his remaining company reach the Lonely Mountain. And uh, did you love the... I loved these uh, stairs. Oh, yeah. Going up the mountain, these dwarven stairs. They're so brilliant. They're I, don't, I don't really know how they climbed stairs. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sensible. Uh, it's it's really cool, and they try and find the the, the door, the secret door, to uh, to Edabor, and uh, they all think, "Oh bugger it, we can't find it. The moonlight's there, and nothing's coming up. All this 
They're trying to uh, knock well, on. The, knock on. the sunlight's there. So, yes, of, of course, of Important course, of course. Thing. And uh, then they all bugger off and start walking away and Bibbly Bow's uh, standing there. The last and, uh, light of Durin's day. Thorin! Thorin! Bloody they're lucky mad. they were there then, weren't they? Jesus Christ. Yeah. They didn't, didn't realise it. The, the last light is actually totally moonlight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually moonlight. Because the day carries on into night. And uh, and uh, moonlight is the last light of of that day. <laughs> Pick it up, you lost them. Um, so so Bibliobor then finds the door, screams at them, says, give me a bloody key. Sticks it in. Deep in. Drops your uncle. There's your door. Uh, Bilbo drops a key, you know, two middle fingers and buggers off. And it's fantastic. Not true. Fake news, people. <laughs> that's how easy it is. That's yeah. how easy it is. You I was will believe me, I was there. I yeah, was with you. That's fake news. Fox you right here. Everyone at home then. Yep. That's, that's what Fox does. And I've just tested you. Thank God these two boys were here to to show you the truth. Oh, no, I was I, there. I was with you. Oh, you were with me? Oh, thank I'm God. I'm still not unconvinced, here. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so now it's time for Bibliobo to go inside. Erebor, what do we think of Erebor when we go inside and we see... We've already seen it, haven't we? Yes, but I know, but to see Bilbo go in it, and it's after the dragon's been there and... No, yeah, Jenks is right. It's astonishing when you see Bilbo in comparison to... Wait, <laughs> well, he's little, is that it? Well, no, I mean, do you see anyone in comparison to the large wealth of Erebor? It's absolutely breathtaking. Don't get me wrong. So was it. But also, I don't know, mate, but also the, <laughs> the, the, the conversation as well just beforehand. Um, who is it? Who's the old one again? Uh, Bombo. Barlin. Both Barlin. Between Barlin Buffalo. and Bilbo. My cousin Barlin. It's it's lovely. Yeah, it's, it's, royal welcome. He's talking to Bilbo. That's what he, I says, he says, "Look, it's going to be incredibly dangerous in there. No one would blame you if you were to turn back now and go home." And Bilbo says, "No, you know, but I I said that I would do this. I said I'd be your burglar. I uh, I'm not going to back down now. I can be a burglar, burglar baby. baby. Yeah, really Big lovely. Tune. There's also Thanks, um a Dragon. I can't, I can't remember where it is. <laughs> I think it was earlier on in this film, actually, when he. Yeah, it was. Uh, like earlier, that tickled me. <laughs> it, it was earlier on in this film, which is one of my favourite lines, actually, that we missed. Um, and it's God, just Bilbo. Jesus. It's just Bilbo talking to the dwarves. Why? Is that prawn cracker? Yeah. Oh, is it? That's disgusting. Oh, that is a bit grim, Jenks. How's that grim? Eating a know. prawn cracker? I don't know, but i got a thing about prawn crackers, you know? Same. Do you, not, do you both not remember on tour I used to get bags of prawn crackers? No. Are they Super Marche ones? No, they're actual Chinese ones. Actually, no Vietnamese. Right, oh, well, come on, mate. Seriously. Can't just generalise. No, well, they're Vietnamese. Vietnamese? Vietnamese. Have you Vietnamese? <laughs> Everyone's what? there these days. My bloody knees. What are you saying, Pro? Your oh. favourite line. Hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, what was it? He's actually thinking about a different film completely. Oh. You've my not been sound... recording this whole time. No, my sound just cut out completely out of my ears, but it's uh, it's fine. You come back. Um, what is going on with you two today, I'll tell you. Hey, I'm I, fine. 
You, Honestly. you stop recording. I'm back again. Yeah, well, you better have hobbit today. <laughs> stop recording and back again. Everything all right? Are you still looking for this line, are you? Yeah, I am, actually. Why are you set? Uh, this one of them. Right, leave that, mate. Leave that at the door, please. <laughs> at the Ork party. <laughs> Azog the Defiler. I don't know. He's coming me. back to Erebor. Erebor, I said. Gonna conquer. Here we oh. are. Kill um, the dragon. Oh. Right, we found this line that you really love. Take the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of gold there. <laughs> Looking for the Arkenstones. <laughs> but they can't find the door. Yeah, so... um. <laughs> It's. It, I think it's earlier on. Oh no! It was actually in the last film, and we did. Actually... It was in Lord of the Rings. It was actually in Two Towers. We didn't mention it, but it's my one. One of my. By rights, we shouldn't even from, be here. <laughs> it was one of my favourite lines from the whole entire trilogy. Um, but Bilbo wow. is talking to Thorin, and he says, "I know you doubt me. I know you always have, and you're right. I often think of Bag, Bag End. I miss my books and my armchair and my garden." See, that's where I belong, that's home, and that's why I came, because you don't have one. A home. It was taken from you, but I will help you take it back if I can. And I think it's such a lovely, beautiful line, delivered perfectly by Martin Freeman. Um, I swear you talked about this when we actually did that pod. Did I talk about that? I, I feel like we did, did have yeah. a conversation, because that is at the end of the first film. Yeah, I think and it I is a very good section. love it. I apologise because um, it just reminded me of it in this section. That makes me um, think that I'm right to say that I'm a hobbit because I do miss my books and my armchair. You do. You are a hobbit, mate. I'm Um, even at home now and I miss them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surrounded by them and I miss them. It's amazing. You are a hobbit through and through. That that to me embodies kind of Bilbo and and this this whole trilogy. But also this this point that I was making here with... um, with, AJ, <laughs> I've forgotten the older one again. Barlin. Barlin. Jesus Barlin. Christ! And uh, he says you don't have to go in there if you don't want. You can go home. And he says no. You know I made my promise. That's what I'm going to do. And it's that nice. bravery again from Bilbo that we saw when he defended Thorin. Um, and it's just another wonderful thing when I know that all of us can say we absolutely wouldn't be going in there. Uh, what? Look at all those jewels. I would. I'd go in there. So you know that there's a dragon in there. Okay, wait, hold on. What? I haven't yeah, heard this. Well, this is all news to me. No, What's it's the, not. What? Dragon? It's not, it's not news. They've talked about this before. Yeah, but I've had my earphones in this entire journey, if I'm honest with you. I well. don't know where, where, why we're going or where we're going. I've been at the old party. <laughs> So Bilbo then, off he trots and he works his way in, doesn't he, Jenks? Oh, look, he's, he's pushing me. He's pushing me. Brian's pushing He's, <laughs> he's angry, isn't he? Why, why is he angry? He wants another biscuit. I want another biscuit. I've run nibble, out. Nibble, 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 nibble. Um, nibble, 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 nibble. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he goes in and this is where we have our big, big scene between uh, between Smaug and Bilbo. And we have that. Sherlock and Watson. 
I love that um, Bilbo just starts searching. He just walks up the golden and just starts having a little search and stuff like that. And then suddenly he's kicking around. Right. Yeah, he just thinks that's how he's going to find it. It's just like, right, it's going to be a proper long one, this. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then we see the eye open and there's smoke. He, he comes out of the gold and stuff. I mean, CGI to hell. Mm-hmm. Well, like, what are you going to do with a dragon? I mean, it's this. I prefer how he looked first. This is. What do you mean? <laughs> Me first, <laughs> like without the CGI. Oh yeah, well, just a grey. Do you mean Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> in a green room on it on all fours? Yeah, it just oh. rang true for me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, true. The voice fits the face. This, I, I bet Benedict Cumberbatch isn't a dragon. Anyway, so yeah, speak for yourself. They uh they have this massive, massive, long conversation here, which. I mean, I, I I love this. This is this is one of the best parts of the film here. This is coming from a dragon, an intelligent dragon at that, that hasn't spoken to anyone in so long that as much as he wants to kill this burglar, he yearns for company, for company, and and showing his his arrogance and intelligence and showing it all off that he's managed to do this. He holds the gold, and you know he knows the power and the sickness that sits here, and he doesn't doesn't care about who owns it or anything like that he just sees this as this this is his throne he owns all of this and he he loves it so much it's, can i give it's you a few a, uh, a few lines from benedict knock me with him let's go here's a couple of my favorite i kill where i wish and none dare resist i laid low the warriors of old and their like is not in the world today then i was but young and tender now I am old and strong, thief in the shadows. Brilliant. My armour is like tenfold shields. My teeth are swords, my claws are spears. The shock of my tail a thunderbolt. My wings a hurricane and my breath death. I mean, it's great, isn't it? It's fantastic. It's so good. It's just... I, I don't know how it's thought up, these these incredible lines. It's just... Brilliant. See, I felt like this was a completely different film to what I was in everything previous to this. Oh, yeah? Well, this dialogue is written so beautifully, and straight away these are two actors that worked so perfectly together, mm. even if it's just a voice. Like, they they just work so It is motion capture as well, though, of course. It, Don't forget. It is, it is motion capture, yeah, but, like, it just Low works cap. so well that one of them could be a dragon... Yeah, and again, it works perfectly. The dialogue here is is insane. It's proper old Tolkien esque dialogue, you know. It it's it's stunning, and it feels so much different. That at the same time as this, we're in Lake Town, and they're being attacked by orcs and stuff, and you horrible know, CGI orcs, terrible CGI orcs, and um. Legolas and Tarantula. It's the sublime and the ridiculous, isn't it, really? It is. <laughs> like, you, you, go, you, you go into... Oh, <laughs> well, you got me with that one. <laughs> Big fan. Like, you have this beautiful scene of dialogue and, you know, the stakes are so high. He's <laughs> loving that one. He's got me. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. Good old Tarantula. Legolas and Tarantula. <laughs> Well, but yeah, that scene's going on, and if I'm, I don't really want to talk about that scene at all. Really, we know what happens. Like none of them die. All the orcs 
all the orcs are defeated, blah de blah de blah de blah. That's it, that's how that ends. But this scene here, I mean, you could do a whole podcast just on this back and forth between them. Mm. I mean, what what do you boys think on this? That's wonderful. Yeah, I've got another one from uh, Martin Freeman, because I think he needs to be given... He's just come through. He's just come through to me. (laughs) He really needs to be given um, a good round of applause for this performance as well. Um, He says, I did not come to steal from you, O Smaug, the unassembly wealthy... I merely wanted to gaze upon your magnificence to see if you really were as great as the old tales say. I did not believe them. Smaug strikes a pose and says, And do you now? And Bilbo says, Truly, tales and songs fall utterly short of your enormity, O Smaug the stupendous. I just mean, Mm. it's just art, isn't it? It's fact. I think it's the. I think it's lifted directly from the book. This stuff, a lot of it is. Oh yeah, but you you feel that difference there straight away, and it feels. It it does feel like a different film. It feels like this. This shouldn't be part of the same film where Tarantula is trying to cop off with a a a dwarf that's got a bit of poison in his leg, and he's kicking off. Like it, it feels like a different thing. They they shouldn't be allowed to be together. Yeah, not not I the mean, not the dwarf and then the elf. That's yeah, not, that's not <laughs> me having another guess. Kicking off again. <laughs> but like these these two moments in the film, you know, we're 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 opening the big final act here. Mm. And yeah, what I've, a beautiful way to open it, and what a crap little side story to have. Mm. I've got uh, some of the lines side by side from the book and the film, and I'll most of them, oh. most of them are almost exactly the this same. This is this is the most research and the most into anything. It's amazing, isn't it? I told and we've you done Marvel films. It's because he's on the defensive. That's why. Yeah. True. No, no, no. I this yeah, I've already is. told you, boys. That this tri- <laughs> well, some of the some of these films are my favourite cinema of all time. Mm. Like it just is. It's huge stuff. It yeah, just is. Um, so I think there's a difference between the quote that I said first and said that one was from the book and instead he says to Thorin you'll take nothing from me dwarf I laid low your warriors of old I instilled terror in the hearts of men so instead it's kind of simplified and then he says I am king under the mountain so I think it's it's less poetic but at the same time it still has the same sort of weight there yeah um but then we have some incredible things like you think you can deceive me barrel rider you have come from lake town this is some sort of scheme hatched between these filthy dwarves and those miserable tub trading lakemen those sniveling cowards with their long bows and black arrows perhaps it is time i paid them a visit terrifying i mean it's so threatening yeah it's so threatening yet so that's why the stakes are so high Mm. Like straight away, you're like, oh, okay, something's actually bloody happening now. Yeah, it's powers off the charts, isn't yeah. it? Really, and, it's and quite astonishing. This whole film, the film's caught got his name in. Yeah, and it's taken us to the final bloody act to get to him, mm. which is going to be a whole other thing that we're probably going to complain about when it comes to the next film that he, he lasts about ten minutes. Oh yeah, and he's Don't one of about the best that. things about this. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> so, but at the same time as this, we go over to uh, Gandalf. Oh no! Who has been uh, imprisoned, and uh, he's oh he's ever so sad, isn't he? he? Oh, he's in a bad way. He's in a very bad way. But who turns up? It's bloody Galadriel, and she looks stunning. Oh, she looks great. God, oh god, she looks so bloody good. 
and uh, Elrond and Saruman turn up and they all fight the uh, the Nazgul. And I mean, do you boys love this scene? They are the Nazgul. Are you, are you going to shout out how much you love this scene for me? It's amazing. Everything about it yeah, is it's cool. great. This is this is godlike stuff. Okay. <laughs> this is really Oh, it, oh come on, Chris. Look, I think it's I do like it. What what are you saying? Yeah. I do like it. I struggle with Christopher Lee. Oh. Okay. Why? As you know. Well, you got a problem with him? About... Too old. Oh. That's not his fault. That's, That's not ages. anyone's fault. That's ages. Too right old. Now. But ages. don't you think he is his heart is there a hundred percent? Oh yeah, he's alive. Granted oh. on the set he's not there. But <laughs> <laughs> he's in his own little green screen in England, but Yeah, don't worry about that. But but do you think that's because you know that though? Because you yeah know yeah that, yeah oh definitely. Like if you saw the film and didn't know that the other, I think three... I'd know that something was up with Saruman because I'd be like, what's what's someone over you, mate? What's, what's happened going? to you? Why do you look like you've been resurrected for this film? <laughs> that's so. Bad. But I mean, th- this is look, a, and that fun. Try and deny it. That final moment of Galadriel where she loses it and brings out that... Um, Love it. She's the power of her ring. Yeah, demonic queen that she turns into oh. to defeat well, that's, I don't think that's quite as... It's not quite as good as Fellowship for me, that, that CGI. No. But it's, it's still reason, She goes a bit ring, as in the ring. She goes a bit the ring-like. Yeah, she does. It's like she's yeah. all wet for a moment. It's like, well, hang on. Yeah, she does get Samara? wet, not she? Hair's yeah, wet. she does yeah. that. She does. Like, <laughs> like, what's, what's, where's this come from? She's not oh, godlike in that moment. She's just like there's something weird going on with her. I mean, I I, I imagine she can turn herself in, turn herself into many different forms with the power of that ring. This was her wet form. <laughs> yeah, and in the other trilogy, we saw her dry form. <laughs> dry form. <Wow>. <laughs> you know, everyone can have different kind of forms. Uh, Do you from prefer her dry? Different weather circumstances. Ooh, you haven't seen cold form. She's <laughs> you shivering. Do. You just wait. Bugger off, Saron! It's it's intense. That is uh, Chris Martin's new band. Yeah. God, I hate Chris Martin so much. <laughs> okay. Man. What a point. Easy tiger. The blandest person ever. Um, blandest? Blood. But And then, obviously, Saruman says, I shall take care of... He's been sent... Saruman's been sent back to Void, but actually we can see he's just dropped down in Mordor. Man, I told you he was good. <laughs> And, like uh, and so, uh, what was that? What was that? What you just Come said on. then? Yeah, what was that? Say it again for me, please. Right. Um, we're going to send them back into hell. Back into hell. Man, I told you it was good. <laughs> oh, my God. Where's that from? That's, um, no, that's, is that Doctor Who? It is. Oh, that's, that's a Tenant series right there. It is. Uh, back into hell. This is, this is like Google Maps or like he's, he's closing in on the location. It's like GeoGuessr. Is this is this the same episode as Via the Void? Yeah. Okay, so that's why I thought of it because of the Void. This is so it's Doomsday. It, I think it is. I actually is Doomsday. Yeah, that's Doomsday. You didn't yeah. even know, mate. That's, that's Doomsday. Well, I was that's... like, I know it's the finale, and it's the Cybermen, and it is Doomsday. That's what it's that, called. That's the that's the finale of series two. Yeah, tenants um, first. The cheeky two-parter. And it's Doomsday. Totally irrelevant, yeah. but still good. About, hang on a bloody minute. <laughs> Okay, but Peter Jackson to... loves Doctor Who. Does he? Just, just want to show yeah. off. Oh. I bloody know my Doctor Who as well. He do, I was impressed by that one. I have to say, slam that straight impressed. out there. Fire the there void. That's a void stuff. 
avoid stuff. Um, but yeah, and then Saron, Saruman says, I'll go and sort him out. You guys go and do whatever you fancy doing, but I'll take go care chill. of... I'll take care of Saron, which is obviously a little indicator to us of what's about to happen in, uh, in the Lord of the Rings films. Would you guys have loved to see... Uh, like uh, some sort of series or film like between The Hobbit and between Lord of the Rings of Saruman and Sauron. They never do anything though. What do you mean they never do anything? Like they don't they don't do anything. He just talks him in the palantir and then is overcome. They meet up weekly for coffee, mate. <laughs> it's it's big coffee dates. In Osgiliath. That's between the place the two, to be. um <laughs> the two similarly named people. Yeah. I've got a I've got a co- two coffees here for uh Saruman and Saruman? Wait, so I say against Saruman and Saruman? What? Saruman's is got- this one mine, <laughs> or is this one yours? Bloody hell! But yeah, so that's happened. That's an epic scene. You, we, we all must have... Everything all right, Prime? He's got his vinegar. Is that what that is? <laughs> Look, Indeed, I'm having my just- chips. He <laughs> just needs his vinegar, um, but that's an epic scene. Oh, we, it is we, an epic scene. Are we all I like love it? the White Council stuff. White Look, Council they were stuff. making a game called the White Council. Do you remember that? And no, then they canned it. What bastards? Oh, I don't you, know. You are swearing a lot this podcast. No, that's fine. You're swearing a lot. That one I'm was like, fine. I love the way that because you say it in an accent, you can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones. It's like, oh no, that's the relationship between the parent and child. It's not a swear. <laughs> that's true. It's not a swear. It's oh, not a swear, please mother. Don't do a swear. I um, promise. So that happens, and now we're at the big, we're at big finale times now, boys. Here we go. This is a big burger of a finale, a big steak, and I want to cut into it with you, boys, and I want to see how it tastes. Well, yeah, let's. That sounds great. So all of the dwarves then go into the mountain. They want to find. Uh, they want to find what Bibli Bo's up to, and. It all starts kicking off, and you remember they're kind of all being very careful, being very quiet. They haven't, they haven't seen uh, um, Smaug yet and stuff like that. And they're all yeah, yeah, they're not worried like, about him. They're crossing the bridges and stuff like that, and it's yeah. uh, it's very cool, very cool stuff. And uh, suddenly, obviously, Smaug finds them, and uh, at the moment, also we. We have seen the uh, the Arkenstone, and have we seen? We haven't seen that Bilbo's got it, do we? We don't see that until the next film. You don't see it. No, you don't no. see that until well, the next. He film. winks at himself in the mirror of Erised, and then he what? He just sort of, it just sort of appears in. He his does pocket. what? Yeah. He says, um, "I'm that's, shaking hands with that's Dumbledore." Such a oh my god! I've um, won the Quidditch. I've won cup. the House Cup or Quidditch right. Cup, whatever the bloody hell it it's is. House, house Cup. cup. It's house, house Cup. cup. Yeah, whatever it is. Who cares? <laughs> I'm copping off with Hermione. <laughs> We're only 11. <laughs> um, but start young. But, uh, Jesus Christ. But he's 11 <laughs> too, it's fine. He's 11 too. He's 11. 11! <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and then Smog finds them, and we have this epic, epic chase scene here. This epic chase scene of um, where they, they plan to stop Smog and kill Smog by starting up. Um, the furnaces. Yeah, both of them in there. Smaug and Smaug. Yeah, stop Smaug and kill Smaug. <laughs> but uh, by starting up the furnaces and stuff like that, and this uh, this goes on for a while where they're all trying to use his 
smokes flame to uh, start with the furnaces. Did we all enjoy this moment? Is there a lot of a lot of tension going on here, boys? There's a reasonable amount of tension here, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Um so <laughs> So yeah, this is all kicking off and then we have this absolute I mean did you guys find this beautiful or didn't you? The moment where they have this massive statue cast and the cast falls away. Oh, and, that's great. And Smaug is so in love with the beauty of the gold and the statue and stuff like that that you almost... You remember like that couple of seconds where he just stares? Oh, yeah. This goes down with some of the most satisfying cinematography there is when you see this mm. melt. It is like melting chocolate in a microwave, that yeah. sort of level of satisfying. It's great. It falls in that slow motion way and then Smaug is just taken in by all of it and it completely <gasps> takes him. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's 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 hefty, hefty stuff. And uh and they and they think Smaug is dead. Yeah, they think Smaug is dead, and they they absolutely rejoice, rejoice. They all do, and uh, and then suddenly, out he pops of the gold. So I'm not getting emotional. I just had a burp in the back of my throat. Yeah, I think you fine, are. fine, fine. Good, good. And uh, he flies away, flies all the way out above. Uh, the Lonely Mountain, and he's looking at Lake Town, and we get the final words, boys, of this film. I see fire. <laughs> it says, I am under the mountain. <laughs> he says, he calls himself a couple of things here. Yeah, I am fire, I am death, which is... um. Oh, pride, come on. Do, do death. Perform yeah. it. Yeah, there we so, go. Just pride, before come that, on. he says... Do it again, do it again. He says, revenge, revenge. I will show you revenge. And he takes flight toward Lake Town. He says, yeah. I am fire. I am death. Just like that. Oh, it's a great ending of a film. It you is can't a deny fantastic that. ending of a film. This is, this is absolutely brilliant here. Yeah, stunning. And what a way to make you want to come back and back. <laughs> Batch. May you want to come back? <laughs> you want to come back on what's the final film to see what happens? It's such a shame what they do to his character in the in the third. Well, film. not much, unfortunately. But um, but wowzer, what a big big one. Boom, boom. Um, so boys, there we are. We're at the end of of, of the film. Let me mm. share with you one little tidbit. All right. Okay, share me book? a tidbit. Here's a little tidbit. This isn't from the well. This is from the book that I've just finished reading. Go on, share oh, me so. a tidbit. So, so our old mate Peter Jackson, right? He has this wonderful mocap stage, which is created in this massive warehouse on his film studio lot, which he owns called Minimar. Um, and at the end of the making of the previous trilogy, Andy Serkis was the one who was like, well, it, so initially they did the mocap separately from the scenes, like the acting scenes, right? And they would fill it in. And he was like, why can we not just build the set here and I'll do it at the same time as the actors? And they only did that for a couple of scenes in the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, oh my God, yeah, that's a great idea. Why have we not been doing that from the very start? So they do that throughout this, of course. So Martin Freeman is there with Cumberbatch and they are actually acting at the moment, which is wonderful. 
um, because it's all CG as well, what Peter Jackson is able to do, and they said that he would do this like up to, I don't know, like the final week of editing the film together, he would have a virtual reality helmet and a virtual camera, and he would have an old Super 8 camera, um, which was acting as like the, um, the model for it. So, like, just for his own taste, you know. And he'd be able to move around the CGI set and shoot from different angles because it just existed and it would just record whatever he was doing at, like, filmic quality. And then that would be the take. And he would do that. So the actors were there in 3D and he would just run around them and do whatever he wanted, which is why you get some incredible shots that seem like handheld camera. It's because it actually is. So essentially he's there in the scene with them in virtual reality just filming it. And we can't see it. We can't see him at all. Yeah, it's astonishing. He actually did it in the first film as well. Do you remember in um, with the cave troll? They have a cave cave troll. troll. Yeah, there's a scene where he throws something, um, or he whips towards the camera, and the camera dives out of the way. That's because Peter Jackson was there with rudimentary virtual reality, and this move happened, and he dived out of the way of it with the camera in his hand, the virtual camera in his hand. Isn't that just? awesome it's amazing the tech that that man put together considering that was in the late 90s it's it, like it makes more sense in the mid 2010s yeah but oh my good god like obviously it's imperfect but the smaug stuff is some of the best cgi yeah it's just out of this world it's, it's it was it was the big test of this whole trilogy mm. and do you remember that goblet of fire is also um well no goblet of fire has been going on what was the other dragon thing game of thrones i suppose and um, they always seem to coincide there's always like the same mm. tech happening at the same time on two different projects and so it was like oh whose dragon will be better you know Smaug yeah. is just well it's like Gollum it's incredible S- Smaug yeah, is they used, beautifully they used the same techniques from Andy Serkis of course and uh, yeah. they were able to model Smaug's mouth movements after Cumberbatch's mouth movements yeah. mm. and so his facial structure is actually Smaug's facial structure is morphed to be able to accommodate how benedict moved his mouth just Mm. mind-blowing i mean that's another thing as well that we always forget with these films andy circus played such more of a major role yeah yeah second year director yeah in directing and and being there and stuff like that you know he did a little bit to help out peter jackson in the first trilogy but on this peter jackson went right okay this is also your job Mm. you are you know, my right hand man and stuff like that. You know the exact vision that I want. So go off. Yeah, yeah. You do Absolutely. all this yourself. So a lot of the scenes that we're seeing aren't Peter Jackson. They're Andy Circus doing them. Yeah. And I mean, I imagine this, this massive scene, I imagine Andy Circus had a lot to do. Mm. I think they both would have been involved with mm. this. But yeah. they had a lot more, because so much was CG, they mm. didn't have to be out on location. They could be in the studio. So they could both be involved in a big way. Andy Serkis yeah. is the master of mocap, as we know. Yeah. So, of course, he would be hugely involved in everything that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, well, it's a st- like as a feat, as a creative feat, what Jackson does, you can't overstate it really the quality. Re- it really mm. reminds me of uh, George Lucas's creativity within the first three mm. films. Mm. It's that sort of uh, ingenuity behind doing with what you've got. But now Peter Jackson's got this huge budget, but he's still implementing these little techniques that make it yeah. so that he mm. can do things himself and be really hands-on and practical like yeah. Lucas was. It's just great. 
They say it's the, yeah. the highest, well, they said about the original trilogy, it was the highest budget indie film ever made. Yeah. Wow. Which is how Jackson likes to work. He thinks he's just an indie director. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he does everything himself, pretty much. I think that's why he really didn't want to want to have anything to do with the Hobbit films, and was just wanted to be exact producer, and was like, "You go and do this." Yeah, this is obviously hey, Guillermo be a much bigger thing. And, well, uh, yeah, and the time that he spent, like, it's another. He spent six years producing yeah. these two trilogies, pretty much six and solid years of his life. That non-stop why, production. That's why these days Peter Jackson likes to. I mean, well, he did that World War One. Uh, film. I don't know if you boys saw it, where he took yeah. all the old footage and then uh, remastered it and, and yeah, sold yeah. it all that. And now he's doing it with the Beatles one. Yeah, uh, with Let I It Be. That seems to be his. Yeah. I mean, when is that coming? It can't be too far December. away. December. Oh, no, is end it? of end of November. But it's a oh three, wow, now. really not long. It's a three parter now on um, Disney Plus. Of course it is. It's Peter Jackson. And uh, but yeah, that seems to he he still wants to be innovative it's it's incredible he doesn't just sit there and go right okay well i'll just do a major blockbuster movie and do another major blockbuster movie yeah, and do absolutely that absolutely doesn't he, do that he suddenly turns around and goes oh my uh my great granddad was in world war one I, I want to make i want to find all the footage and do that and then he's yeah. like oh i'm actually also a massive beatles fan let's see if i can take let it be and turn it into the the film that we all actually wanted to see where they all got on with each other and we've got 52 hours of footage Mm. 52 hours of Isn't that amazing eh? the most famous band in the world just chatting and talking to each other playing music and we've never seen it I can't wait and that man it's turns gonna be around amazing. and goes well how, how has no one ever done this right mm. I'm going to do it then again it's that it's that thought of how has no one ever done this I'll do it yeah and mm. that is the great thing about Peter Jackson and you know these films unfortunately he didn't have time script writing was terrible yeah, uh, and stuff. well, he came in so late to these films, and again, yeah. this is this is a hang up of the previous era of, yeah. of studios because they were like, no, "We need these films done. Yeah. You're the man who's going to come in and rescue it, but you can't have any more time." So he was making it up as he went along for an awful lot of it, yeah. you know. And there's only so much that you can do, and so of course it's a little bit muddled, yeah. and the tone isn't quite right because he hadn't figured out how Peter Jackson makes the Hobbit. He was picking up the pieces of Del Toro. Yeah. Very, very difficult. How do you do that? Take another man's ideas and quickly turn them into your own in the space of a couple of months. Yeah. How it's do a... you pick up the threads of another <laughs> man's life? No, but it's it, a, in the bloody original trilogy, for God's sake. But, like, it's it's that beautiful thing. And, again, you know, I, 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 I've I seen this film differently as we've talked through it, if I'm honest with you. I've seen this yeah, film. Yeah, I'm bit, definitely bit, going back to watch it. A bit, a bit differently. So I'm excited. But we're now going to get to those points where we take Mr. Peter... And we ask about his dinkles. PJ. And we say how many dinkles we're going to give for this motion picture. So I'm going to go straight to Mr. Christopher Weeks this time. Boys, hi. Chris Weeks here. Hi, man. Eight days a geek. Ben Clap. Thanks, boys. I really appreciate that. A bit of Please respect. Your At last. Oh. Your dinkles for uh, the desolation of a smile. Thank you. I'm going to give it. I don't know if it's the beers. I'm going to give it th- <laughs> three dinkles and a berry. Cool. Oh. All right. Now, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the extendeds. Mm. And I'm going to see. Because, my God, if it creeps up to a four, <sighs> then my opinion of these films will have shifted dramatically. See, Ben, this is, this is why it's good that we picked to do this trilogy and he didn't want to do it. 
yeah, isn't that amazing? It's always good to sometimes You're right. revisit things, and it might not necessarily change your opinion, but if it has Remember a Remember the Rise of Skywalker? Listen, if I have a <laughs> we chance... We did change our opinion. <laughs> if I have a chance to improve your overview of these films, and therefore make your life that a little bit better, I mean... It would. Look, Tolkien's a big part of my life, as you know. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, that's where uh, I'm going. Three and a half, boys. We're now going to move over to Mr. Benjamin Prowl. Your dinkles for the desolation of smoke. Thank you. Yeah, this is a uh, a four point five for me. <laughs> a whole dinkle above me. Yeah, wow. a whole dinkle. Um, I you tell some some of my favourite lines um, in all cinemas from this film, um, as Chris says, and um, I didn't say that. I always find myself going back to it, which is another thing. Um, like an I, ex-girlfriend. Like an ex-girlfriend. There's some things, again, like the poor worm tail from, um, from Lake Town that just is awful. Awful. Um, Legolas. Again, Stephen Fry, Legolas. That, oh, Jesus Christ. Stephen Fry created a meme for this podcast, essentially. Yep. That, that <laughs> for his is, performance of this film. That is a huge down point. But... Overall, I, I love this film, and I love the first one, and we'll get onto the third one at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, we're about to have to at this now. point. Oh, yeah. We're going to do, do the third one now, aren't we? Jenks, I'll tell you what, mate, I'd love to hear your rating of this. Actually, I've, no, I'm not. Worried. Not interested? We'll call it there, I think. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. For- <laughs> um, so, mine is going to have to be three dinkles. Okay. Nice. Um, because a bomber. This is this is higher than what I was gonna give it. Same. Um, I mean, of all the moments that we spoke about and stuff that I loved and stuff like that, there's still I'm not interested in the whole Philadelphia moment or anything like that, and I'm not interested in Tarantula. I'm not (laughs) Legolas. Legolas angers me. So much. Obviously, the bomber scene is terrible. Lake Town, I don't give two flying hells about. Um, it's a shame that a lot of this film is set there, and it's a shame that a lot of the next film is set there. Um, I feel bad for Luke Evans playing the bard. I don't care about his kids. I don't care about that battle that's happening. I don't care that Killy's uh, dying of poison and all that stuff. That whole bit. He is fit, though. He is fit, but fair play. But like, nah, 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 nah. And. Uh, like all of that i i don't care about and and stuff so it's it's hard but there are amazing moments that i haven't even thought about until we talked about it here uh, and after seeing that thrain moment as well that's yeah my that's, god that adds a whole another half a yeah, half a half a dinkle that's, that's a, a, a cherry berry it's a, it's berry. a new level i but yeah i i i see this film in in, in the like like sections and stuff that's the problem i see it in sections like the Smaug and Bilbo moment and stuff and that whole final act in the mountain compared to uh, Lake Town and then, you know, the White Council coming to save Gandalf and that new Thrain scene, that's a different moment to 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 all the others. So, yeah, that that's why I'm going to have to give it a three. Like, a decent score, I think. Yeah, for very what, decent. For, I mean, for what I was going to give it. I'd encourage you, as Jenks, as well, to watch um, the extended version of this. Will um, you force me? I will. I'll force you. Um, yeah. Again, for for Merkwood as well. That's a, oh, another hun- really big 100%. point. Hundred percent. 
I'm I'm gonna have to watch this because I must have watched the first one in extended, and this one I just haven't watched. Whenever I've gone on Amazon, I must have just bought the uh, the theatrical cut, which has yeah. annoyed me. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, I've been that, there. That someone like me has done that. Yeah, well, this a is pleb like you. Yeah, oh, oh, sorry, no. Yeah. Boys, John, he's quickly not, run not over the um the ratings. Yeah, run what? over the shop and pick us up oh, a yeah, few beers or something. Let's uh, <laughs> run over the shop quickly. <laughs> what do you boys want? <laughs> a dwarf party. <laughs> what do we want first? Uh, let's go Imdaba. Okay. Yeah, Imdaba. Imdaba. Do, do you want us to have a guess? Yeah. Oh, I guess. oh seven something. Probably. <laughs> oh, seven something. No, no, no. There we go. Okay. Guess. This is his so, first 7. time. 3. Do, it's first time doing the old. Uh, go on, Jenks. Have a guess. I'm gonna go seven point eight. Jenks takes it home. Oh, son of a <laughs> bang! Bang on. Absolute this is a pure on. seven point eight film, and I understand why. Well, no, you said it was a three out of five. Yeah. Right, but I did. I did say that. But okay. if we if we're no, going from if we're going from the average of all of our scores, this is seven point eight. Out of ten, yeah. Well, surprise! You said you've said four point five, four point five, which is a nine. Yeah, I've said three, which is a six, and then weeks is in the middle, so it's going to hit around the sevens, seven yeah, and a half, isn't it? Does that make uh, sense? Place your guesses for rotten. It's not wrong for rotten teas. What's this out of again? Hundred uh, <sighs> percent. Are you going critical audience right now? Um, I think it's audience. It's just on. On oh, no. overview. If it's just the Google one, then that's that's the critic. You have oh, to go okay. onto the actual Ooh. website to find Crikey. the audience. Okay. You have to go onto the actual website prior to <laughs> being lazy and being on Google. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've got both. You could... I've got both. Um, oh, I bet there you we do. go. Give them to me. You, what do you want? Should I just give them to you? <laughs> Let, no, let's no, 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 let's no, go no, critic. No. Uh, let's have some fun. Critic out of a hundred percent. Go. I'm gonna go eighty. I think it's pretty high. Yeah, this this feels like it's going to be in the 80s from Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm going to go 86. 81. Cool. You're both wrong. It's 74. <gasps> Damn. Oh, the critics liked it less than IMDb. Oh, hold on, lads. My, uh, one sec. My headphones have just powered down. Oh, that sounds good. Good investment. He can't hear us, can he? Can you hear well us? Well done, mate. That was a good choice. Oh, can you hear us? Yes, but through my a little... desktop. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God, Jesus! <laughs> oh sweet Jesus! Oh, I'm gonna have to put a marker in for this nonsense. Oh, Bluetooth Pry, they call him. <laughs> well, I don't know much about Bluetooth Pry, but I heard a lot about him. Smog. Cheers, Pry. All the best. Bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I see fire. So people know, ladies and gentlemen, Pryor is just is, is doing his own thing now. He's just making a fry up. He's right. just I'm good. I'm back. Always been fry up. He's changed his old uh, headphones. Um, Under the mountain. right. So are we are we going audience review now? Yeah. So we've we've got seventy four on the critics. Um, I think audience liked this more than the critics. Okay. What's the guesses? I'm going to go eighty nine. Eighty two. You're both wrong. It's eighty five. But oh, it's right. in the middle of. of both it's actually yeah. in the middle. I mean, really strong scores. I'll also add, as far as Google reviews, eighty-one oh, yeah. percent. Uh, I bet it's eighty-one percent. Great. <laughs> but here, <laughs> I will put in there uh, the the thr- the curveball, which is Metacritic. What do you think? 
I like Metacritic. I'm going to go... Wait, they're out of five, aren't they? No, 100%. Oh. Oh. Got this all wrong. Uh, 72. <laughs> Look at that gurney, that gurney face there. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to breathe it in and be like... 77. 66. <gasps> oh. I knew it was like a double number. So, so they're Metacritic, uh, they're like me. They're coming to my part of town. Yeah, so it's strong reviews, generally speaking, everywhere other than Metacritic, which is still over half, but no, nowhere mm. near as good. Interesting. But yeah, it's quite interesting to see um, such a difference between the two. Uh, go, you can pop on to, uh, uh, go back on Rotten Tomatoes again and actually, look, if you go down, you can see actual reviews from the critics. It'll be interesting to see, to hear, not to see, to hear one or two of... Uh, Critics' actual reviews about this and see what they said. Yeah, if we could see some to, actual reviews. Do you want me to give you a drink? Do you want me to give you a <laughs> such a little bitch? <laughs> do you want me to give you a good one and a bad one? Oh, good. oh please do. <laughs> okay. We'll start. We'll start with the good. Jackson managed to do something that I never thought was possible: make me care about a Hobbit tale. He also did. <laughs> I've not seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he also delivered Jesus. one of the best cliffhangers of the year. Kudos to that. Um, that was a bit of a stupid one. Let's do another another was, good one. That was interesting. Nearly everyone in the film is creaking under the weight of the past. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird review. It's not good. It's not good. These are good reviews. Um. It does the job that every middle movie should. That is, it sets up the climax of the story perfectly. I will say that was from Therese Laxon from Nerdophiles. Oh, there you go. See, I I still, I mean, if that was me, I'd take that as an insult still. Yeah, I will give you an insult now, though. The tale has no emotional resonance and the thinness of the plot, in brackets, only five of the book's chapters are adapted here. And the that is incredible. And the colourless depictions of the leading characters do it no favours. Awfully white crowd. That's basically what he's saying. <laughs> Wowza. That's, um, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I do understand that one. Rather than the other ones that have come before it. That have come yeah. before it. I mean, people um, have said now that CGI can conjure up anything, the challenge to filmmakers is to increase their inventiveness. Jackson rises effortlessly to that. I concur with that. I concur with that 100%. Interesting. Interesting. Isn't it? Well, there we go, uh, boys. That's um, that's The Hobbit 2, Desolation, Desolation of Smaug. Um, what a film, what a film. Uh, what a money fine film. Um, so this will be coming out in your ears whenever this comes out. Uh, Not next year, probably. What, <laughs> <laughs> whatever to do next. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be up north... Uh, for um for Panto, uh, prior you're going away for a couple of weeks, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm taking all my gear with me, so hopefully uh, we can, we very selfless of you. We can ca- we can carry this on uh, through Christmas and stuff like that, and during Panto time. Oh, we must. We better do a Christmas film, surely. Oh well, yeah. What a Christmas nerd film like uh, yeah, yeah. Star Wars. No, the Star Wars Christmas. Uh, we'll do bl- we'll do blue special. Harvest. It'd be great. Have you seen the you Star? Want, have you seen the Star Wars Christmas special? Both of you, the holiday special. Yeah, the holiday one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's bad, isn't it? You want to do, <laughs> do that one, do you? Oh, 
yeah, because it's funny. Isn't that the one that Harrison Ford does not remember doing? Yeah. That's he really bad. doesn't understand why he's That's in bad. it. <laughs> but, you know, he had a great time back in the day. It's when you uh, go and meet Chewie's family. Yeah. And children, and it's just to so be fair, uncomfortable. a lot of Star Wars lore, I mean, obviously Disney chucked all that out, but yeah. a lot of Star Wars lore comes from the holiday special. Yeah. Like Boba. <laughs> very, very weird. So, ladies and gentlemen, we now come to the end of this podcast. It's been fantastic to uh, let you listen to us. We're <laughs> delighted that we have given this permission to be put on your broadband width. So weird. It always has a weird <laughs> so outro. Bizarre. Um, we hope your hair follicles aren't receding. We hope that you're having a lovely time. Do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like uh, an alien that's been put into this world and, the, and his leader has said, make sure you kind of like engross yourself with humanity and make yeah. yourself part of it and I he's do like, feel like that. he's had to learn the words but he hasn't quite got a hang of it <laughs> make sure all your feet are marching in the right direction and your guitar strings are put on loose because it's going to be one of those weekends this weekend's people you, you, we all know what I'm talking about when I put the lid on my tango but what we're going to do is say goodbye my name is AJ Jenks and we, I, I've been here with uh, Benjamin Prier and Cheers works. And uh, we've been Eight Days of Geeks. Make sure you raise your coffees and tip your hat to the sun. In your ear holes. Eight Days of Geek. Did I say geeks again? Yeah, you did. I don't understand it. Incompetent. Sadness. Wizard! (laughs) Wizard. Just say the word. I ain't got nothing but love.